all right all right we are live we are live for march madness got a great stream going here um obviously got a bracket that's what we're mainly going to be doing today filling it out um had a great show last year on selection sunday a lot of fun breaking it all down and um of course we got the the big gimmick bracket back behind us that you know we'll, we'll start diving through um here in a second as people filter in it is a little hard to read um you know i do have it so we can zoom in on each region and whatnot but we'll also be filling it out here on the computer so um you know if it's if it's too tough to read bear with me while we figure out all that but boy oh boy we got a bracket a lot of interesting matchups um and certainly some spots that fell kind of exactly how i wanted it for a, a few teams that i'm holding some futures on um obviously it will don't want to ruin any of the the surprises here but we'll get into it in a second uh before we get into it let me bring this up um really quick if you haven't already checked out the website go check out hottipbest.com um i mean we got obviously the the live stream going up here um on the main page I'll mute that so we don't get any feedback um but you know all the computer model picks all the results, rankings, all the fun stuff for March Madness, um, all up there. So if you haven't checked it out, please check out all those links in the description. Follow me on social. Obviously, we'll be super active um, across everything for March Madness. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into this thing, right? Um, obviously, where better to start um, than in the first four region here, down at the bottom quickly. Before we do that, let's just go full view of the bracket here. Um, a few things that you might notice. Um, my bracket has a couple of problems so obviously i ordered it you know before we knew the, t the teams and, and regions and whatnot and for whatever reason the place i ordered it from just decided to, to throw regions from old ones so um we got the the south up here which used to be the west the midwest over there and then um it's kind of hard to tell on the <laughs> the zoomed out version there but um oh i didn't even label uh, i did label that right i just don't know how to read um yeah you still can't see it the light kind of covers it up but the west kind of looks like the west because of that um but anyway starting out first four texas a&m taking or texas a&m corpus christi taking on semo um in that first matchup don't want to spend a too a lot of time on these matchups because quite honestly it doesn't affect your picks in the bracket anyway um and we'll obviously break these games down more in depth once we get to, to picks later in the week but quickly just looking at these two teams you know um at first glance it's a game where you know i would kind of lean simo and a team in simo and really just in a high valley school and a brad corn team um that i do like but they certainly struggled down the stretch of the season you know didn't look great at the end of ohio valley play and, and really never a super solid team obviously they did go on a run in the ohio valley tournament winning four straight games that overtime win over texas or tennessee tech um in the final one but it's a texas a&m corpus christi team that really looked good down the stretch of the season it ended up going like i don't know 12 and 1 in their last um 13 games whatever it was in southland play a very strong team there they are the slight betting favorites here at the open um texas a&m corpus christi i think four point favorites um which yeah i can pull that up too it doesn't really matter whatever um not gonna spend a whole lot of time we're gonna take texas a&m corpus christi for that first one write that in all right um and then moving over to that other 16 seed matchup um we got texas southern and fairly dickinson now this one's a little bit more interesting in my opinion albeit probably two worse teams than the one we saw in that first 16 game um but texas southern 
How in the world did they even come out victorious in the SWAC? I get it, it's the SWAC. Crazy things happen, but they went 14 and 20 this year. Um, you know, obviously they have that great non-conference win against Arizona State, but their only other non-conference win was against Hampton. They didn't look great in SWAC play, ended up going seven and eleven. Um, but fairly Dickinson, not a whole lot better. And coming to this game in a loss in their you know conference game against Merrimack. Um, just two very weird teams, albeit all together. I, I don't really know where to go with this one. I think I'm just going to go FDU because of the <laughs> the advantage um, of actually having a winning record. But wow, a, a game that neither one of these teams really, you know, I guess wants to be in whatever. Um, the nature of the 16 seed, but we're going to go FDU um, for that one. Again, what does it really matter? Probably not a whole lot. Um, but a couple of other interesting matchups. Moving on to the other first round games here, um, or first four games rather. Up next, Mississippi State taking on Pitt. This one actually is a, a decent one. So let me pull up these actual stats so we don't uh, miss it. Obviously, Chris Jaynes taking over first year Mississippi State. Um, you know, gets him back to the tournament here in this one. And it was a team that, you know, obviously started the season out very, very hot, going 11-0, struggled a bit at the start of SEC play, got better down the stretch of the season, um, ultimately end up losing to Alabama after the, the nail-biter overtime win against Florida, the, the thing that probably edged them into this tournament. And Pitt kind of did the opposite, where they, they had similar levels of success, but also struggled a bit um, near the end of the season there, losing to Duke in their second-round game in the ACC tournament. Overall, it's a team in Pittsburgh that can definitely shoot the ball and, and offensively is very, very strong. But it's a team in Mississippi State that is very, very good on the defensive side of things. Now, Mississippi State, not the greatest shooting team in the world. Um, and I would certainly, you know, say comparing the Mississippi State offense to the Pitt defense, going to give Pitt the advantage on that one. I don't know. Chris Jans, Jeff Capel, two very, very tough coaches, a very tough team or, or um, matchup here to really pick. I think I'm leaning pit. I think I'm leaning pit here on this one. Um, let's look up. I don't even know what the betting spread was for this game. Um, looks like Mississippi State, slight one and a half point favorite. Doesn't really matter. Um, I think we're taking Pitt. I, I really wanted to believe in Chris Jans. I really like Chris Jans, but I also really liked Jeff Capel this year. I don't know. Just a crappy matchup, in my opinion, to, to have them playing in the playing game here. But taking Pitt there in that one. And finally, to get the. The first four kind of wrapped up here. We got Arizona State taking on Nevada. Now, <clears throat> Nevada, obviously a surprise to a lot of people, certainly a surprise to me, um, even just getting into this tournament. Don't get me wrong, Nevada, a very good team this season, but definitely didn't do themselves any favors um, down the stretch of the season. Obviously losing that first round um, in the Mountain West to the uh, San Jose State, um, Arizona State, you know, got a couple of wins um, in the Pac-12 tournament. And overall, Arizona State did stack up, you know, a few decent wins throughout the season. We obviously look back to non-conference play, um, you know, that win against Creighton on the neutral court in Las Vegas. Um, Cockburner was out at that time for Creighton. So, you know, a little bit down of a win from there. But VCU, Michigan, it's a team in Arizona State that certainly stacked up a couple of good wins. Obviously, the buzzer beater victory against Arizona, probably their biggest one of the entire season. Um, and as much as I love Steve Alford, as much as I love this Nevada team, um, and as you know, strong and, and probably you know average as they've been this season, 
it's just the fact that the Mountain West continues to struggle every time we get into this tournament. I mean, it's a Nevada team that, yes, is strong on both sides of the ball, but they don't do anything great. Um, and especially going up against the Arizona State defense in this game. Now, granted, Arizona State, not the best shooting team in the world, but um, I'm taking Bobby Hurley, Arizona State in this one. Um, I think they get over Nevada there. All right, that is our first four, ASU by 10. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a little bit closer than that. It's, it's really, to me, a tough game to read, but um, I do agree, ultimately, I think ASU wins that game. All right, let's head up to the South region here. Um, and sorry, the ones on this side, I'm kind of going to block a little bit as we go through here, but I'm going to do my best to, to keep that open. Um, and like I said, we'll switch back and forth here to the actual bracket in a second. So Alabama um, taking on, I guess we got to write this game in. Uh, that would be the Corpus Christi game. Okay. Let me... Pull this up. Alabama. Where is Corpus Christi? Corpus Christi. Um, again, a game that we probably don't need to harp on too long. And and obviously, if you watched the channel um, this year, you know it's an Alabama team that I have loved. I mean, they come into this game or into this <laughs> tournament rather. Um, you know, the sixth overall team in my power rankings. Don't even remember what Corpus Christi is here. Let's look that up. Uh, 219. Not that it matters again in this game. Um, I mean, if there's any 16 seed that, that's going to, you know, give a fight against Alabama, maybe it is this Corpus Christi team, you know, the, offensively speaking, uh, a decent shooting team. And I mean, Texas A&M Corpus Christi is the number two free throw shooting team in the country, but the Alabama defense is obviously very, very good. They're very strong on the offensive side of things as well. Um, play a very fast style of basketball. Looked very good against Texas A&M earlier today. Not a whole lot. I don't think if you're looking for a 16-1 matchup, this is necessarily going to be the one. Um, I, I get it, the allure to, to maybe knock Alabama out with all the, the recent stuff going on. But um, I think Alabama at least escapes through the first round, taking them over Corpus Christi there. All righty. Um, moving on here, which... Real quick, I take a look at this. So, what are you guys thinking so far? Um, next game, Maryland, West Virginia. Um, sorry, got a text message. I kind of got to deal with at the moment. <laughs> it's always right when I try to do something like this. Going live is when everyone. All right, West Virginia taking on Maryland. Um, sorry, okay, West Virginia, Maryland, it's a Maryland team that uh, 
I was never a fan of this year. They definitely burnt me a, a few times this year. Um, that's for sure. And certainly I wasn't giving them enough credit at times because they definitely played, um, you know, better than I, than I gave them credit for. I will just say that. Um, but two evenly matched teams going into this one. Obviously, West Virginia playing the gauntlet of the Big 12 um, did them no favors. But offensively speaking, it was a West Virginia team that did play some very, very good basketball this season. Obviously, matching up with Kansas um, in their second game of the Big 12 tournament. Not an easy opponent there. But truly, the the you know reason that West Virginia could win this game, the reason or what they're going to have to lean on if they want to you know be competitive in this one is going to be that offense. They're going to need to push tempo, get up and down the court, because certainly a Maryland team that when they slow it down um, and play that slower, um, you know, more crawling style of basketball, they can be a very, very strong team. Um, but overall, a very, very even matchup in this one. And, and quite honestly, I'm just I'm banging my head back and forth on who I even want to take. I mean, uh, West Virginia being the slight two and a half point favorite here at the open but boy, really, they're just two teams that that neither one of them I love. Neither one of them <laughs> I think is gonna is gonna get past Alabama in that second round game. Um, I, I think I would give a slight edge maybe to Maryland. Here's the thing: if, if Maryland can show up defensively um, and, and shut down this West Virginia team on the offensive side of things, it certainly is a Maryland team um, that can win this game. And I think that's what I'm gonna count on in this game. I think Maryland shows up defensively um, and takes care of Bob Huggins' squad. So gonna put them through to the second round. All right. 5-12 game here in the next one. West Virginia, not West Virginia, San Diego State taking on Charleston. Now, obviously, Charleston, a hell of a season, right? Um, it, you know, winning the Charleston Southern to, to start against Virginia Tech there very early on in the season. Um, why can I not find San Diego State? There they are. Um, and, and obviously just continued their reign of success um, after that, only losing three games the entire season. Um, had a couple of close scares during the, the CAA tournament, but ultimately ended up coming out victorious in that one. Um, but it's a tough team that they're going up against here in San Diego State. Obviously, defensively speaking, um, San Diego State, very, very strong. And, you know, we, we talked about that a little bit in that playing game with Nevada. Um, San Diego State is a team in the Mountain West who could give you some letdowns. But if there's one team that I'm going to trust a little bit more, it's going to be San Diego State. I wish Charleston got a better draw. You know, there's definitely some five seeds that, that I would rather upset um, than San Diego State. I mean, defensively, San Diego State is just very, very impressive. And sort of like that last game with Maryland and Virginia Tech, San Diego State can just show up on defense and, and kind of just shut down these Charleston scores. I think it's going to be very, very hard um, for Charleston to, to have any sort of success in this game. I mean, Charleston plays a much faster style of basketball than San Diego State. Um, but I don't know how much it's going to help. San Diego State, what is even the spread in this game? Four and a half points. <laughs> It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think there's better 5-12 upsets, um, and, and I think just for you know the sake of it, you know, when you're filling out your brackets, one thing to also take a look at, you know, what are the popular upsets? You know, if you're trying to win money in a bracket pool, something like that. Charleston is definitely going to be a popular upset. Um, I think we avoid it. I think we go chalk there. I think we're taking San Diego State um, here in this game. All right, San Diego State. I don't love that one. I'm going to be honest. We might come back and change that one. Um, oh, here, let me. Oh, you guys can't even see that. Let's uh, let's go ahead and update what we have so far. Whoops, Bama, Maryland. 
San Diego State just to just to keep that rolling so we don't have to go back um, sorry one second Okay, um, Charleston, not Charleston, Virginia taking on Furman. Now, it's a Virginia team early in the season I did really like, and, and they're not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination, right? Um, obviously, Tony Bennett, a great coach. Let's bring up Furman here. Um, but not so much this year. I, I, I'll be honest. I didn't pay near as much attention to Furman um, as I have in years past, obviously last year's team was, was a buzzsaw through the SoCon um, and then get upset in the first round of the SoCon tournament, but get the revenge over Chattanooga in the final game of the SoCon tournament this year. And let's be honest, they were essentially a buzzsaw through the SoCon this year, end up going 15 and three in conference play. Offensively speaking, Furman is a very strong shooting team. I mean, especially in the paint, they're the number one two point shooting team in the entire nation at the moment um, and really offensively speaking are going to have a major advantage over Virginia in this game. Um, but truly the, the, you know, advantage for Virginia, um, maybe not as much as it once was, but it's going to come on the defensive side of things. Um, but it's a Virginia team that certainly didn't look great against Duke in the ACC tournament game. I mean, um, they didn't play their worst game of the season, but it wasn't far from it. And we saw Virginia struggle against top teams this season, um, you know, weren't nearly as good. They struggled a bit. This is an upset that I could take. This is an upset in Furman. It's a Furman team that I've absolutely loved. I mean, Bob Ritchie has really just done an amazing job getting this program going. And, and quite honestly, they really just looked good this season. I'm looking at their non-conference games at the moment. No one of note, right? They're, I mean, their best non-conference win is against Belmont. Certainly not a great game. Lost to Penn State by five points. Um, a loss to NC State on the road. Didn't really play anyone. Do have a win over South Carolina. I don't know. Where's this game even being played at? That that matters a little bit to me. Um, the Amway Center, Orlando. Um... I think I'm going to take Furman. I think I like Furman in this matchup. What is even the spread in this one? Um, five points. I like Furman. I think this is an upset. Um, taking the 13 over the four. We're going to take Furman over Virginia. First upset of the bracket. First true upset anyway. Um, maybe betting-wise we've had one already. But but let's keep things rolling. What would she say? Uh... All right, one second here. Um, all right, uh, next up on the card, Creighton, NC State. Let's go ahead, get those pulled up. So Creighton's a team that, you know, I've definitely thrown some hate at this season. I'm um, not going to deny that one. 
<laughs> they took they took quite a few shots from me this season um but at the end of the day ryan cockburner really just began to prove me wrong and you know it, it, there's a clear divide um from when he was on the court and when he was off the court obviously it's a, it's a creighton team that we saw go to the maui invitational early on in the year um you know when they were coming back home after that struggled but you know cockburner not being on the court and that was really their toughest outside of the, the gauntlet that was the big east and those top teams was their toughest stretch of the entire season um was right after that you know a loss to arizona obviously a loss to texas um as well arizona state marquette had a tough stretch there at the end of november going into december but then throughout the Big East play, they, they really did look good. I mean, their only home loss in the Big East came against Marquette, which certainly is not a bad loss. You know, don't really have a bad loss on the road outside of that. I mean, the Villanova one, a little bit iffy. But every other conference loss outside of that game, um, you know, is against a potential tournament team here. So certainly a Creighton team um, that is not terrible by any means. Um, as far as NC State goes, Struggled a bit down the stretch of the season, obviously losing to Clemson um, in the tournament, losses to Clemson and Duke at the end of the year there. Um, do have the win over Dayton early on, a win over Furman, uh, which I guess we can count as a good win since I just took him to this last game. Um, I don't know. This is a... It's hard for me not to just go chalk and take Creighton in this game, if I'm being honest. It's an NC State team that I want to believe in, but defensively speaking... They're just not great, and it's a Creighton team that has really proven on both sides of the ball um, that they can certainly compete. They can certainly play good. They're a good shooting team. They're good defensively. It's hard for me not to go chalk. Um, I think we're taking Creighton here. What even is the spread in this game? Um, again, not that it really matters. This is a Friday. Uh, Creighton. It's hard without times here. Four and a half, five. Creighton, the slight favorite. Um, I think we take Creighton. I think we're going chalk on this one. Creighton over NC State in this game. Okay, all right, moving down here. Um, let's uh, let's update our bracket over here. We got Furman, we got Creighton. Um, we'll come back to the south here. Next on the card, Baylor, UC Santa Barbara. Um, you know, it's a UC Santa Barbara Gaucho's team that really did look impressive during the Big West tournament. Um, Santa Barbara. But obviously, um, Scott Drew, not going to be an easy opponent. Just, you know, a few mirrors removed from the national championship. What is going on? Um... Sorry, let me see what I can do here. Uh... All right. Check your email, of course. Okay, uh, UC Santa Barbara taking on Baylor. Another interesting game. Baylor, I'm saying interesting game for all of them. I gotta stop saying that. <laughs> Baylor 
is a very good team obviously again the gauntlet of the big 12 um very very good offensively speaking one of the top teams in the big 12 and i mean one of the top teams in the entire nation for baylor but they struggled a bit on the defensive side of things now obviously some of that is just going to be the case when you're playing the likes of kansas and then you know um night in and night out the the contests that are the big 12 are certainly not easy but they did lose to Iowa State in the first round of the Big 12 tournament. And Iowa State, not a bad team. Um, but that is back-to-back losses for this Baylor team against Iowa State. You know, struggled on the road against Kansas and Kansas State down the stretch of the season. And it was ultimately just a Baylor team um, that did have some struggles away from home this season. As far as you see, Santa Barbara goes, definitely peaked at the right time in the Big West. You know, had some some tough games there in the middle stretch of their season after some you know relative success early on in the year. Um, but, you know, here down the stretch of the season, the, the end of the games, um, into that Big West tournament, really did look like a strong team. I mean, against Fullerton yesterday, um, were able to hang on, win that game, a win over UC Riverside. Certainly not bad teams in um, the Big West at all. And I'm trying to make a case for UC Santa Barbara here because it is a team I like, um, but just where they're positioned, just the, the if UC Santa Barbara had even a slightly better defense, I may be willing to take this upset um, just you know based on, on what we've seen out of the Baylor defense this season. But in that respect, these two teams kind of stack up evenly in that, um, you know, respect. Baylor, good offensively. Um, UC Santa Barbara, good offensively. Neither one great on the defensive side of things. I don't think this is the the, the upset you want to take. I'm taking Baylor here in this one over the Gauchos. Next up, Missouri taking on Utah State. Certainly a Missouri team um, that this season much improved from from really where they've been here the past few years. Uh, all right. Missouri and Utah State. But so yeah, Missouri much improved from where they you know obviously were a few years ago. Um, you know, got the win over Tennessee, a very impressive win um, in that first round game. Now obviously Tennessee dealing with their injuries of their own. Um, certainly not the team that they were early in the year. But it's a Utah State team that's also played very, very well this season. I mean, Ryan Odom, um, I forget where he was before, but a very strong coach here at Utah State. Um, I'm sorry, I got to look this up. Where was he at? Uh, not that it matters too much here. UMBC, that's right. Um, obviously, you know, the, the, I should have remembered that. The UMBC victory over Virginia obviously has some sort of tournament experience and, and some sort of success in the tournament. Um, but, but very, very strong here at Utah State. End up losing to San Diego State in the uh, conference tournament game. Um, but down the stretch of the year, 
wins over over plenty of tournament teams obviously the win over boise state in the tournament but they finished the season off with a win over boise state got a win over nevada as well um you know new mexico's whatever at this point really fell off a cliff there at the end of the year um but a utah state team that is certainly you know going to put up a fight in this game and the biggest problem for missouri that they've had all season is that defense their shot defense just has been nowhere near as good as what utah state has been able to do this season especially in the rebounding department um you know missouri off the defense of last the 362nd team in the nation utah state the 36th best team um, defensively rebounding the ball i just think the defense is going to be too much in this game you know it's a missouri team that i would like and to, to maybe you know go on in this game um because i i'll be honest the the mountain west has burnt me so much in these tournaments um that i that i don't love going with their teams but um i think utah state gets this one done um the slight upset as far as seeding goes what even is the spread for this game um not that it matters a whole lot at this point yeah as far as spreads go in, in betting wise um we'll obviously be releasing videos throughout the week um i can't even find this game oh utah state missouri oh utah state's actually the favorite interesting um either way we're taking utah state like them there against the missouri tigers and then next up arizona princeton here to finish out the first round in the south region zona Princeton. All right, obviously Princeton, you know, had to win the the Ivy League to get here. Um, I almost bet on Yale this morning, <laughs> so um, good thing I didn't do that because God knows how bad my conference tournament picks were this year. Um, but Princeton, you know, winning that tournament, winning that league, um, you know, really as far as Ivy League teams go, one of the top teams in the conference. So it wasn't a huge surprise to see him here in this game. Um, did a decent job shooting the ball, decent job on defense. But it's really just an average Princeton team going up against an Arizona team that obviously comes off the Pac-12 victory. We're able to get UCLA in some foul trouble um, and, and you know pull out the, the slight victory there in that game. Offensively, it's an Arizona team um, who just can shoot the ball about as well as anyone in the country. I mean, Tubal is doing a very, very good job there. I think you're going to be hard to, to convince me that Princeton can pull the upset here in this one. I I think there's better 15 seeds if you're trying to pull it upset over the over the two. If you're trying to do the St. Peter's, you know, trying to trying to do that, the Florida Gulf Coast, the Middle Tennessee, all those teams that did the upsets. Um, I don't think this is the one. I don't think we got to spend too much time on this game. Taking Arizona over Princeton. All right. First round in the books for the South. So um, we'll just do each region here, finish out the region. Um, so we get a final four team and move on to the next. So going back up top, Alabama taking on Maryland. I mean, it, it probably doesn't take a whole lot of sight to see what I'm going to do here in this game. Um, you know, that Maryland West Virginia game just isn't a great one. In my opinion, um, I don't know that either one of those teams Either one of those teams playing their best basketball against an Alabama that's not playing their best certainly has a chance to win this game. But it's an Alabama team that when they are playing their best basketball, I mean, yeah, they're the number one seed here in the in the bracket, but truly, I believe, is the number one team um, in the country. Um, God damn it. Sorry. 
but anyway for alabama um in this game obviously defense is going to be key once again pushing that tempo maryland a much slower team um than alabama and i, I truly think that's going to be the difference maker once again in this game is there an upset potential in this game absolutely you know who knows what alabama um you, you know is going to do once we get into this tournament because they've struggled here the past few years i mean there's no denying the fact that nato has had some problems once he gets this to march um and then there's certainly some some stuff the alabama teams had to deal with that and ignite that um but i don't think this is the game as much as you know i want to believe in maryland and give them some credit here in this one um when they've played better opponents this season um you know especially when they weren't at home they just did not look like near the team um and i think you know down in birmingham going against an alabama team that's going to have a lot of fans in the crowd i think it's going to be a very very tough one taking alabama over maryland there in the second round Okay. Next up, San Diego State taking on Furman. Now, if we actually end up getting this matchup, um, this is going to be one of my most anticipated games one of my most want to watch games um here in the first round Furman. um because like we said you know bob ritchie this Furman team um coming off the the devastation that was a season ago losing the first round of their conference tournament it was a very strong team and one that absolutely ripped through um that socon turn or that socon um conference this season but the problem for Furman is going to come on the offense or on the defensive side of things in this game. San Diego State very, very strong on the defensive side of things. And while San Diego State had their own fair share of shooting problems, maybe not the best team um, on the offensive side of things, they are still very, very good um, and definitely going to be a bit of a, a level mismatch in this game, just as far as you know, terms of, of SoCon going to the Mountain West. But I don't know if the divide is nearly as big as it once was um, or as people might consider. I really want to take Furman in this game. I'm not going to lie. I really want to try and, um, you know... I really want to take Furman. I really want to take Furman. And I'm trying to convince myself not to here at the moment. I don't know. This is one that I may come flip-flop back on later. Um, I think we're going to take San Diego State, though. It's just the Furman offense has been strong this year. It definitely has. Um, and the San Diego State defense is very strong. Ah, I can't decide on this one. Two good teams. I wish they didn't play in this spot. We're taking San Diego State. I'm going chalk, taking San Diego State. I want to take the Furman upset here. Um, and to be quite honest, it's probably not going to matter here once we get to this next game. But I'm taking San Diego State. Um, Need help dominate the family bracket. Love the whiteboard. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's uh, outside of the, the regions being wrong, um, which I didn't realize before I ordered it. Um, and the final four gafu, which I don't know if I've been told you about that part yet, but we'll get there. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. Um, by the way, though, let's go ahead. Um, while we're thinking about it, let's go ahead and update this one. 
um, with what we have taken so far just so we can track it there um, yeah moving on Baylor Utah State uh, Baylor Um, all right, let me send this text and then I'm going to be, I think this is the final text. I think I'll, I'll be 100% focused after this one. Uh, you know, when you set up the, the other dude was talking about the family bracket. I set up the family bracket before I started the stream and now I'm getting all the texts on, on how to access it and how they actually need to fill out their bracket. Um, Because, yeah, and those are the people that I'm ultimately going to lose to because they're going to pick some random team. All right, we're focused. We're focused. Let me. Um, did I already close that? All right. All right. Back to the show. Baylor taking on Utah State. Obviously, Baylor. Very good team. Scott True, national champion winning coach. Um I'm not looking at the right game here. <laughs> it's Creighton taking on Baylor. There we go. Now we got the right teams. Creighton taking on Baylor. Um, a great matchup. This would be a, a very fun, exciting game for sure here in the South region. Obviously, like we said, Baylor very strong on the offensive side end of things, but have had some defensive struggles. Um, and it's a Creighton team that really did look good down the stretch of the season. I know I gave him a lot of crap this year, and I know I, I, I you know, <laughs> especially when Cockburn was out, um, doubted them at times this year. But Creighton is very, very good. And, and it, besides the top teams in the Big East, they didn't really have any struggles once they got into the, the heart of competition, especially at home. Um, where is this game being played at exactly? Denver, definitely, well, not really, a, I don't know, a travel advantage for either one of these teams, Waco or Omaha to Denver. I think this is a Creighton game. It's a Baylor team that I I like, but they're certainly not the team that we saw a few years ago. Um, and, and as much as Scott Drew is a great coach, I think Greg McDermott um, and Ryan Cockburn are get it done for Creighton in this one. And I keep dropping this goddamn marker. Um, but we'll get there. Creighton. Advancing to the Sweet 16. I gotta be careful not to knock the whole bracket over as I'm writing there because it definitely likes to wobble a little bit. All right, next up on the card here Utah State, Arizona. A great West Coast game um, here in the second round. Um, so like we said, obviously Arizona getting through um, the, the Pac-12 championship there. A strong team, a strong offensive team. Go up against a Utah State team, though, that can definitely shoot the ball as well. Really just purely on paper, um, 
maybe not to the talent level necessarily or even the coaching level, but on paper, you know, just what they've done statistically this year. Two teams that are fairly even, especially on the offensive side of things. Um, now, granted, that that coaching advantage, the, the level of competition that Arizona played, granted, not a great conference in the Pac-12 this season, um, but certainly going to be better than what Utah State saw um, in the Mountain West this year. I think this one has upset potential, right? If you're looking for a, a two seed to go out early, um, I certainly believe that Arizona is one of those teams that you could throw up on that pedestal with how the rest of the South has, has kind of fallen out for us here so far. Um, I don't know that this is the game I'm going to take the upset in. And, and I think it's hard, especially coming off that Pac-12 tournament um, to say that they're not going to show up for this game and not going to be ready. Um, we're not knocking Tommy Lloyd out yet. We'll take Arizona over Utah State there in the second round. All right, Sweet 16 time, Alabama, San Diego State, two teams who won their respective conferences. Um, certainly an Alabama State team, Alabama State, certainly an Alabama team that we, we've we've harped on, we love. Um, you know, Brandon Miller, a great player despite what he's done off the court. Um, and at the end of the day, quickly just on Alabama, I know that's going to be the storyline throughout all of March Madness, but at some point we just got to get over it and stop bringing it up every single time um, we talk about this Alabama team. Because certainly, I think they're a fine team. I think they're a good team, um, and I think they win this game. You know, as much credit as I give in San Diego State um, and how they were able to to run through the Mountain West. You know, had a couple of stumbles, but ultimately not a whole lot of trouble where the favorites going into the season, um, you know, and end up winning that conference with relative ease. I think their road ends here. And quite honestly, the problem with taking San Diego state past this point, especially just pure bracket breakdown perspective, there's a chance Charleston is going to be a tough matchup. And, and obviously Furman would be an easier matchup, but if they do play Virginia in that second round, not going to be an easy spot there. Um, and I just think Alabama truly is one of the most complete teams in the entire nation right now. I absolutely love this Alabama team taking them going to the elite eight here against San Diego state. Emma. Um, the movement out of the bottom there, Creighton taking on Arizona. This is a tough game, um, right? And it's two teams that I think are very, very evenly matched. You know, Creighton going to have the advantage on defense. Arizona going to have the advantage on offense. Um, and this is a game that I think could definitely come down to the wire um, and, and, and be very, very competitive if we end up seeing this matchup. Obviously, you know, for Arizona, if they can get Cochran in some foul trouble, um, sort of what they did against UCLA last night in that Pac-12 championship game, is going to be one of their better, you know, pass to, um, you know, getting through that one and then making some noise in that bracket um, and in this game. Oh, boy, this is a tough one. Um, man. Creighton, Arizona. I lean Creighton. I, I want to take Creighton. I do like Greg McDermott. And as much as as much as I crapped on this Creighton team, it's crazy that I'm about to put him into the Elite Eight. Um, but if I'm being quite honest, I don't love either one of these teams. I think Creighton gets it done, though. Um, truly, they they have kind of you know silenced me all the hate I've given them this season. Um, Creighton fans are welcome. Go into the sweet or to the Elite Eight. Um, 
I'm if you would have told me I was doing this a, a few months ago, I would have been absolutely shocked. But we're gonna go ahead and put Creighton in against Alabama in the Elite Eight. And finally, we move on to this final game, Elite Eight matchup, Alabama taking on Creighton. All right. Um, I mean, let's be honest. We're going to take Alabama in this game. It's, it's, here's the thing. <laughs> Outside of just the fact that, I, that I've liked Alabama all season long, um, you know, being as transparent as possible here in this bracket. And then obviously um, for anyone who follows my picks, if they already know, I got a 30 to one ticket on Alabama to win the national championship. So it's certainly a team that I want to see advance in this tournament. Um, even if they don't end up winning at all, just, you know, to get in a spot where we could potentially hedge. Um, how is this? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, Note to self, next year when we do this video, don't text the family group chat right before you go on stream that <laughs> that you set the bracket up. Um, I, I completely lost my train of thought on that one. We're taking Alabama. Alabama's going to the final four. I wish I had more to say on this game. Um, I, I really don't. I, I just don't. I mean, yes. Could Alabama find some trouble in this game? Sure. Because this is by far going away going to be the toughest defense they're going to have to play up until this point. I mean, Creighton is very, very good and definitely tested on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but offensively, Alabama is very strong. Obviously, defensively, Alabama is very strong. And truly, I believe if Alabama is playing their best basketball, Brandon Williams or Brandon. Um, Miller is playing his best basketball. I think he's a NATO's team. They can certainly get it done. Yeah, they had some struggles in the past. I think they advance here. Alabama going to the Final Four, headed to Houston. And that will do it for that one. Um, yeah, overall... I think it's a solid bracket. Let's move back over to this one. Bama, Bama, Creighton, Arizona. Um, which you guys can barely see that. I think for the South, I, I think that's... Um, I like it. You know, we, I think we got a fair number of upsets. Um, obviously, Furman being a big upset there. Utah Valley or Utah State, less of an upset. Creighton to the Elite Eight's a bit of an upset. You know, I, I, I think there's worse ways we could have played out um, the South region. I think overall, I, I like how that one um, goes up. What do you guys think? You like the South there? You think Bama can make it to the Final Four? Um, Bama has the defense. They may win it all. Um, I kind of agree. You know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, see what the matchup ends up being in the Final Four in the national championship game. But certainly the the number one team in the nation um can definitely, can definitely, or not nation, number one team in the bracket here, I guess nation, I don't know how you want to, you want to break that down, but um, anyway, I like Alabama there to go in the south, so let's move down to, what is it, the east region, um, and sorry, I'm going to, this one's going to be hard not to cover up just based on where the camera's at here, um, but I'm going to do my best, starting out at the top there, the 16-1 the game, Purdue, who did we take, we took FDU in the playing game, so let's write that in. Purdue versus FDU. Um, if I'm being quite honest, Fairly Dickinson, Fairly Dickinson's the worst 16 seed. Um, uh, well, at least to the, 
worst 16 seed outside of the play-in game the worst 16 seed that we you know are, are bringing up they're just not a great team i mean yes they had some levels of success this year um but let's be honest they didn't even win their conference they lost to merrimack <laughs> there's not much to say about this game the, the way to, to beat purdue is to shut down zach Eady. fairly dickinson's not going to do it we're taking purdue in the first round But this next game, Memphis, Florida Atlantic, certainly, certainly, certainly a good game. Um, obviously, Florida Atlantic looked very good um, against UAB. Any of the, the UAB people um, who are hating on that pick, I did win that one. I didn't win many yesterday or really through conference tournament week at all um, or on the season for that matter. But we did. Hey, that is one. That is one game we did win. Um, Florida Atlantic. Let me pull these up because this is actually a game that I. I want to dive into a little bit deeper memphis um so obviously florida atlantic you know burst onto the scene this season you know lost their first d1 game of the season against mississippi um but after that really went on a stretch yeah they don't have any great wins um they have some good ones some some good conference usa wins at least north texas uab um you know a handful of those wins um their best, you know, non-conference win against Florida early in the year. Maybe doesn't mean a whole lot here. Obviously, for Memphis, winning the American Conference got the win over Houston um, earlier today. This is a tough matchup because I think it's hard to just straight up on paper compare these two teams um, because while Conference USA and American aren't ultimately that far apart, certainly memphis having close games against houston and ultimately the win today even without sasser on the court um is very very impressive and it was a florida atlantic team um that against middle tennessee you know in the semifinal of conference usa struggled a bit they weren't a great team they didn't look great there yeah they, they definitely rebounded and, and beat the doors off of uab um last night but this is a tough game i you know, it's a game that I that I really want to take FAU. I really want to take FAU in this game. And to be quite honest, had Houston gone in and blown out Memphis today, I would have absolutely no problem doing that. Um, but with Memphis getting that win, you know, with Penny Hardaway showing it's a team in Memphis um, that can absolutely do some damage in this tournament, I think that's the pick. Let's be honest. This These are two teams that are very, very good. And I think both of these teams are better uh, than the 8-9 the seed that they ended up getting i could go either way i'm going memphis we're going memphis we're going memphis all right i don't love that one we may change that one <laughs> we may change that one uh but next up we got duke taking on oral roberts um certainly not the 12 seed that dukes wants to see and certainly not the five seed that oral roberts wants to see i mean two teams who will say peaked at the right time i mean oral roberts was obviously a good team all season long um you know coming to this tournament with the longest winning streak in the country winning their past 17 games um and as far as duke goes you know <laughs> turned it around down the stretch of the season shire shire God, I can't. John Shire, um, you know, was able to to pull off some wins um, and and kind of get this team in Duke into tournament ready. Um, you know, winning the ACC tournament looked very good against Virginia, looked great against Miami, looked good against Pitt. 
it's hard to not want to be on the Duke side of things in here, but it's hard not to be on the Oral Roberts thing. I'm gonna be honest, this whole East region, I'm gonna flip flop on like all these games because I don't have a strong opinion about a whole lot of these teams. Um, it's just a, a part of the bracket that is very, very hard to predict. You know, Oral Roberts though, just does such a great job shooting the basketball, you know, a top 10 team, just purely, you know, statistically shooting wise, do a really good job holding on. They don't turn it over quite at all. Um, but Duke is strong defensively. And if there's one area that Oral Roberts is going to struggle, it's going to be on the defensive side of things. I think Oral Roberts kind of got screwed in this matchup. I, I think having to go up against Duke in the first round of the tournament is certainly not fair to what they were able to put on the court this year. But we look back, obviously, it's an Oral Roberts team uh, that, you know, player-wise, even coach-wise, maybe not um, a lot of those guys still around. But it was a team that was able to pull off the upset a few years ago, beating Ohio State. Um whoever else they ended up beating on that run tough game i don't know guys i don't i i, I don't think this is the 12 upset either <laughs> it's gonna be this here's the other thing charleston oral roberts two 12 seeds who are certainly gonna be popular picks i think we got to take duke though i i'm not taking the upset on this one taking duke oral over oral roberts on that one What's next? Tennessee taking on ULL. Louisiana. I know they don't like going by ULL anymore, even though that do be their name. The problem with Tennessee in this matchup is obviously going to be the injuries. Right? Um, it's a team that has struggled to stay healthy. Um, I'm blanking on his name. Let me pull up the injury report here. Why am I blanking on his name? <sighs> Ziegler. With Ziegler out for the season, it was a Tennessee team that certainly struggled through the SEC tournament. Um, you know, we're, we're able to get the win over Ole Miss in that first round. Not much of an impressive victory there in that game. But, you know, we're able to... To get the win <laughs> um they obviously do have a win over alabama but again ziegler not on the court is really the difference maker in this one um the loss to missouri is very very questionable um really did not show up in that game especially at the end struggled to stay competitive struggled to stay in that one but <laughs> ull's not great i mean yeah they won the sunbelt conference a win over south alabama to get to this one um, and, and offensively, they can shoot the ball, but Louisiana just doesn't have the defense. And while Tennessee maybe isn't the best shooting team um, in the country, I just, again, don't think that this is the upset to make. We already got a 13 seed. Um, not that you should fill out your bracket like that. Don't, you know, just be looking, oh, I already have one 13, can't take another one. Um, don't do that. Not good advice. But I think Tennessee is able to, to, to pull this one off. I think they get the win here. Tennessee. Next up. Um, this region is impossibly hard to sit and fill out. Kentucky. I'm like sitting at the side of my desk right now. <laughs> I really didn't think through the, the logistics of this um this poster, I'll be honest. I was just sitting on the couch like when the, the smaller tournament games were going on. And I'm like, oh, you know what would be a great idea? Let's order a large bracket. Um with absolutely no clue how I was going to make it work logistically. And it's sort of working. Um, but yeah, it's didn't think it through very well. 
Anyway, next game on the card here. Jesus Christ. You know, a side note before we get into this game. Is it that hard to find a group <laughs> in the, the ESPN tournament bracket for your family to fill out? Um, I sent them the link. I sent it everything. Whatever. We'll figure that out later. They have all week to, to fill out their bracket. <laughs> next up. Kentucky taking on Providence, two teams that are very good on the offensive side of things. I mean, talent-wise, Kentucky has one of the best rosters in the entire nation and certainly were very hyped up coming into the season. I don't remember what their actual preseason ranking was, um, but they were definitely, they may have been one in Ken Palm. I don't remember what they were in the AP poll or anything. Obviously, obviously North Carolina was one in the AP poll and where did they end up? But, you know, it was a Kentucky team that ultimately had some struggles this year, but also some successes. I mean, um, you know, even though they lost on the, or lost at home to South Carolina, were able to go on the road um, and pick up some wins over the likes of like Tennessee, um, you know, Arkansas to, to finish out the season there. The win or the loss to start out the SEC tournament, though, against Vanderbilt <clears throat> is certainly going to come up this week when people talk about this Kentucky team. But it's not like Providence is hot right now. Providence has certainly had some struggles. I mean, Providence only won one of their last five games, and it was a game against Georgetown, um, which certainly isn't an impressive win. A couple of losses to UConn there, which is certainly going to be a popular team here throughout the tournament. <sighs> This one's tough. <laughs> I say that I'm, I'm saying that about everyone, but you know what? Hey, that's just March Madness. These teams, these teams are. It's hard to bet against Cal in March. I, I want to take Ed Cooley here, and I'm trying to find. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just looking through, trying to find any stat I can, I can potentially give out that I would would sell me on this Providence team, um, and really just with how they finished the season. The fact that they had to, to get some luck to get here anyway, I just don't think it's a Providence team that, that's going to have a whole lot of success in March. Um, I, 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 we got a lot of chalk going in this region, but but Kentucky's the play here. I'm taking Kentucky there in this one. Out of curiosity, what is even the spread in this game? Um, which I know we, we kind of stopped doing <laughs> after the other ones. Um, but like I said, betting-wise, um, we will have full breakdowns for, for all the bets I'm taking um, obviously later in the week, Kentucky four point favorite. I'm actually a little bit surprised. Um, even that I would have put it like at a pick them. Um, either way, not betting on it for this aspect of it. We're taking Kentucky over Providence in that first round game. Next up, Kansas state, Montana state. Now, it was a Montana State team that we have been chasing all season long. Um, Kansas State, not Arkansas State. You know, it, it seems like every time I bet on Montana State, they would lose, which, which probably gave me a little bit of bias that they weren't a great team. They weren't as good as they were a season ago. Um, but ultimately, they still... Played very well at Big Sky Play. Ended up going 15-3 and three overall. 
win the conference tournament with relative ease. They didn't have that two overtime nail biter um, against Weber State earlier on. Um, and it's a Kansas State team that has certainly had some struggles this season, right? They weren't a great team away from home. Granted, they played in a Big 12 conference that is very, very good. Um, you know, a strong win over Kansas. Um, but they played a lot of close games, a lot of overtime games, especially early on in the year for Kansas State. And they went on a stretch there later um, where they looked better. And and I think they're going to have some struggles here in March. I think it's hard for me to want to take Montana State over them. Um, I do think they come out victorious in this game. But man, it's a Kansas State team that even though Keontae Johnson has played well, even though Jerome Tang has done a really good job in his first year, um, I, I think they still do have some some potential here. I think they win this first round game. I think defensively and offensively speaking, Kansas State is still clearly the better team. And, and, and I think a lot of their problems for Kansas State just came playing, you know, that Big 12 gauntlet of a schedule. I mean, they only lost one game in non-conference play. Granted, it, it was to Butler, but looked very strong during that time. Um, and I think they kind of revert back here and, and get a win in this first game, taking Kansas State over Montana State. All right. Um... Next up on the card, um, Michigan State, USC. Two teams who, um, you know, were slightly above average in their respective conferences this year. Um, obviously, the Big Ten as a whole wasn't crazy good. I mean, obviously, Purdue, Indiana at the top. Um, obviously, some sprinkles of other teams, but, but certainly not the, the the dominance of the Big Ten that we've seen um, in years past. And USC wasn't near the team that they were in the Pac-12. Really, two teams who, who had some down spots this year. Um, but USC did look good down the stretch of the season you know weren't able to get over arizona in that final game don't get the win um over ucla earlier in the year um but they did get that one or they did have one win over ucla i'm sorry um at home in that game <clears throat> i don't know this is a tough one and i'm gonna be honest i don't know that i care really who <laughs> wins this game at all there's really i just I don't know what the edge even to look for in this game is. Um, two very, very even teams. Certainly probably not a game that I'm going to be betting on anyway. Um, what is the spread? Will that help sway me at all for this game? Um, I don't know, guys. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't give a crap about this game. Um, I know it's two you know power teams that are definitely going to get some eyes, definitely going to get some viewership. Um, but I don't know that I care. Michigan State, the slight favorite. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care about this game. I'm going to take USC just because we, we have gone chalk. I said not to do this. Don't make your picks based on the number next to the team. Um, but I'm going to go against my advice here because it's not going to matter in this next round anyway. Taking USC over Michigan State here in this game. All right. Speaking of this next one, Marquette taking on Vermont. 
Shaka Smart definitely making a name for himself. Um, you know, back near the the top of the the coaching ranks, um, and, and looking to to do something in the tournament. Obviously, never found success um, at Texas. Never able to make that second week, and in only a second year, um, you know, has looked very very good. And winning the Big East is impressive. Winning, you know, regular season Big East, winning the um, the tournament, only losing three Big East games on the entire season. Very, very impressive. Offensively, very, very good. Uh, but Vermont is always a dangerous team come March and, and have obviously gone on a very, very hot streak as of late, winning 15 straight games to get to this point. Uh, we're able to take <clears throat> down UMass Lowell in the uh, American East Championship. But... As good as Vermont is, um, they still play in the American East. When we look back to the non-conference schedule, they really struggled against any team um, in the top 100. I mean, even against the likes of Toledo, didn't look good. St. Mary's didn't look good. Um, they'd almost get that upset against USC. I'm looking at here at the, the results. But quite honestly, it was a Vermont team that just did not you know, stack up um, against those non-conference schools. And while they cruised through the American East and, and were very, very good there, um, they just don't have any. They don't have any good wins, and it's hard to take a team that has no good wins against the champion in the Big East. Um, I don't think this is the upset to take. Um, and, and quite honestly, trying to guess the two over the fifteen um, that that could potentially happen is just a, a shot in the dark. Anyway, I think Marquette wins this game. I really like Shaka Smart. Um, they get the win in this one. All right, first round done. A lot of chalk in that one. Um, I mean, USC over Michigan State was the only smaller seed we had going over a bigger seed. Um, but I don't think it's the worst in the world. Hopping back over here. Let's fill this out just so we can keep up. Um, yeah, that all looks right. Move back to the east region here. Moving back up top, Purdue taking on Memphis. Now, obviously, the key to stopping Purdue, um, and, and ultimately the team that is going to beat Purdue, if any team is able to do that here in the tournament, it's going to be the team that can slow down Zach Eady and, and somehow just take him out of the game. And, and getting him in foul trouble is certainly one way to do that. Um, and if there's any team that can do it, Memphis is, is certainly up there with, with one of the teams. I mean, Memphis was obviously able to, to deal with the likes of Houston several times this season, a very, very competitive team um, in those games. And then Penny Hardaway certainly, you know, did a really good job throughout American play um, this season. And I think this is it. I think this is, I think this is the first one seed to fall. I'm going to be honest. I didn't love the Big Ten this year. <laughs> I certainly had some bias against them for sure. Um, deserved probably not. Um, and as good as this Purdue team has been this season, um, there's always one one seed who who struggles, you know, against this eight nine. And, and whether it is Memphis, whether it is Florida Atlantic, this is not going to be an easy team to get over. Um, 
I think if Memphis can do a couple of things, if Memphis can can run and transition, get up and down the court, push that tempo, um, you know, play that that style of basketball that was able to to take down Houston today, um, they're certainly going to be a very very competitive team in this game. Got to get Zach Eady in foul trouble. Got to find a way to take him out of the game. Really have to limit what he's do. But if it's a Purdue team that's going to have to rely on their guard play to score points in this game, um, I think they're going to ultimately struggle to do that. I'm taking it first major upset of in our brackets memphis over purdue gonna be honest i don't love it um and I, this whole east region as a whole i just don't love um but we're doing it memphis over purdue in the second round i know that one's gonna cause some heat in the chat but um Making the opposite of all my picks. Yeah, go take the 16 seeds. Great idea. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, my picks did suck during conference week for sure. That was probably the the coldest streak I've had all season was betting during conference week. Um, but for all of you who do want to see my picks during conference week, um, or for during the, the championship here, we'll have plenty of videos up for that as well. Uh, Duke, Tennessee in this next game. Um, a very strong second round game um here between these ones obviously you know harping on the the tennessee injury um to um ziegler is, is going to be of utmost importance and they certainly struggled without him in that missouri game um but duke's been very strong obviously you know duke getting the win over virginia winning the acc tournament any doubt that you had for this duke team early on in the year you can kind of wipe it out and it's a duke team to me that feels very similar to what we saw out of north carolina a season ago obviously last year in north carolina um you know kind of it all started and, and came to a head when they beat coach k in that last game at cameron um but looked good through the acc tournament obviously you know making the tournament and going on the run they did to the final four beating coach k once again um certainly not the the same path that, that this duke team has taken um but duke some some good wins to finish out the season obviously the the biggest hurdle they had throughout the the end of acc play was gonna be miami and it was gonna be virginia and those were two teams that they were able to knock off um you know in the conference tournament you know took the the tough path looked good in both of those games <laughs> it's gonna be a popular duke team coming out of the five seed to to, to make some noise um but Tennessee's defense, right? That's the that's the main problem. The Tennessee defense was very, very good this season. I mean, the number two team in the country um, in defensive efficiency. But even when Ziegler was still on the court, you know, even looking back to the, the, the month of February for this Tennessee team, they weren't great. Yeah, they got the win over Alabama. They beat Arkansas at home as well. But especially on the road, they had some major, major struggles. Um, I mean, yes, against, you know, tournament teams and against potential um, tournament teams, Vandy, you know, being one, whatever. But it's a tough game. I think John Shire gets it done. I think I think Duke, I think Duke gets their first tournament win outside of the Coach K era. Um, or second, I guess. So they already won the first game. Either way, taking Duke over Tennessee here in the second round uh memphis can beat purdue i think they will for sure um uh, memphis can't handle the size dominance down low um i mean yeah that, that's obviously the key to beating purdue is to take out ed um 
down low. It's not going to be an easy task for sure, but the team, the team that can get Edie out, um, can definitely, definitely make some noise. Uh, all right. Kentucky versus Kansas state. You just bring people <laughs> to video to make money. Yeah, man. I'm sure like the, the 10 cents I'm making on AdSense from this. That's why I'm bringing people here. <laughs> All the picks are free on the website, on the videos. If my picks are bad, sorry, they're free. <laughs> That's about all I have to say about that. Next up, Kentucky taking on Kansas State. We, we kind of harped on Kansas State, right? They struggled away from home. That, that was really their, their biggest thing. But again, that gauntlet of the Big 12 that I keep bringing up, and it was just so true, um, was kind of their biggest downfall. But they obviously are a team that can compete and a team that makes some noise. Um, obviously, the Octagon of Doom being a very, very tough home court advantage and something they were able to take advantage of in that win over Kansas for sure. Um, and Kentucky's not going to be an easy opponent. We saw Kentucky have success down the stretch of the season. This game comes down to one thing, I think, and it's can the Kansas State offense, you know, push the Kentucky defense and get up and down the court in this game? Because certainly the Kansas State defense is very, very good. The Kentucky offense is very, very good. That's going to be the main matchup that we're looking for in this game. If Kansas State, though, can run in transition, get up and down the court, I think they could make some noise in this game. But then again, Coach Cal, Kentucky, in March, it's... Man, I... I want to believe in Kansas State. I want to believe in Jerome Tang. I love the the Keontae Johnson story. Obviously, Noel, a great scorer as well for this Kansas State squad. Um, but if we're just looking at what Kentucky has talent-wise on paper, they are a very, very good team. And while they've had some struggles and ultimately lost some games against better teams this season, down the stretch of the year, they were playing much better basketball. They were much more competitive, um, you know, after some of those early SEC losses. Um, and I want to believe in Kentucky. I want to believe that they're peaking at the right time. I think this is very similar to a few years ago. Um, what was it? The 2015, 2016 tournament when Kentucky was that eight seed um, and, and, you know, were able to go all the way to the national runner up. I think they get the win in this game. Um, taking Kentucky over Kansas State there. And finally, the last game in the region, USC Marquette. All right. I love Shaka Smart. I do. And and he's been able to turn this Marquette team around. He's, you know, <laughs> been able to to turn his hair growth around as well. Um and really had this team cooking down the stretch of the year. Um, you know, coming into this game, winning nine of their last nine games. I, I said that kind of weird. Obviously winning the Big East tournament, winning the Big East regular season, and offensively speaking, Marquette can shoot the ball just about as well as anyone in the country. They do a really good job getting the ball down low, um, you know, feeding the paint. Um, and, and USC has struggled a bit more to shoot the ball. Definitely against some of the top teams in the conference struggled a bit more. I mean, yeah, they do have that UCLA win earlier on. Um, but against Arizona State in the tournament game, 
didn't look great defensively speaking the usc defense isn't bad and um, maybe the the advantage that they're going to have over marquette will be there but ultimately i think this game it's just going to come down to, to marquette having um the better offense the better shooters and, and really a shock a smart led team um that i that i just like and i, and I think it's going to make a run here um i'm gonna do it you know shaka smart has definitely burnt me in the past especially at texas um but i, I think he finds i think marquette and, and shaka smart find his way back to to his first second weekend since the vcu days um yeah take a marquette Um, hair growth has nothing to do with basketball. Um, maybe not if you're only if you're Shaka smart. I have a very bad joke that I could make on that too, but uh, let's not do that one. <laughs> Memphis taking on Duke. Next game on the card here. Duke, Duke, Duke. Oh, I just overlooked it. All right, um, a game that who the hell knows is even going to happen definitely would take some upsets to get to this point. Um, most certainly Memphis over Purdue. Um, but nonetheless, two teams who are well-deserved of, of where they ended up here in the bracket and um, certainly were very, very hot to end the year. We've already you know kind of harped on both of them. Keys to this game for both teams, really for Memphis, kind of like we said against Purdue, is going to be push tempo. Um, obviously, the ED factor is not here with um, Duke, um, but I think Duke, you know, is still a, a strong team, strong shooters, strong defense. <clears throat> Honestly, two very even teams. Um, but with how Duke has been playing, and, and really both these teams showed out in their conference tournaments, obviously winning for both of them. Um, Memphis, very good. Uh, against Houston, Duke, you know, beating Miami, beating Virginia, the two teams that really were left to, to get some revenge on and, and to really figure things out. And they did it, you know, on a neutral court, sure, but they were able to do it, revenge some of those losses they had early in the year. Quite honestly, it's a Duke team that I know is going to be a very popular pick to, to potentially, you know, be one of those Elite Eight teams. Um, and if you live or in a group with any Duke fans, maybe taking them this far is not the right play, for sure not. Um, but I'm, I'm, I hate it. I freaking hate this. I don't want Duke in the Elite Eight. Why the hell am I putting Duke in the Elite Eight? But I think they beat Memphis. Taking Duke over Memphis here in this game. <clears throat> I'm going to be honest. I hate this region. I may just wipe the whole thing out and, and start over at some point here. But <laughs> Duke over Memphis for now. All right, Kentucky Marquette. Another exciting Sweet 16 game. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Marquette, very, very good throughout the Big East play. Kentucky, like we said, you know, turned it around down the stretch of SEC play, but struggled a bit in that tournament. Um, you know, weren't able to get over um, Vanderbilt there. But I'm going to be honest... I just love this Marquette team. I love what Shaka Smart has done. Um, and, and I think they just keep things rolling. I really think they keep things rolling. 
it's another game where it's very much is a toss up, but with the tempo of Marquette, with how well they shoot the basketball, um, I think this is another game that they're more than capable of winning. Doing it again, taking Marquette over Kentucky. And finally, Elite Eight matchup in the East. Duke taking on Marquette. Um, and I think this is where the Duke run comes to an end. Putting Duke back in the Final Four for the second straight year without Coach K sounds horrible i mean <laughs> but outside of just how that sounds um and, and as well as duke has played you know give them a lot of credit for what they were able to do down the stretch of the season um in the acc tournament a very very good team um it's just a marquette team that was able to deal with everything that was thrown at them this year and even in the losses for marquette this year they didn't lose a game by more than five points and you know only one loss at home um and an overtime loss to wisconsin very early early on in the year it's just a marquette team that doesn't have a bad loss we're very very competitive obviously win the big east regular season win the big east tournament um and as well as duke has been playing as of late and the talent that duke certainly has on this roster um i think it's just an offensive marquette that is very very hard to stop when they're shooting the ball um and it's a shock a smart team I think it's a done. Take a Marquette over Duke. All right. That finishes out the East. Let's hop back over here. Um, so we have Memphis over Purdue. We had Duke over Tennessee, Kentucky over K-State, uh, Marquette, Marquette, Duke, Marquette. So Bamba Marquette in the final four. Um, that's going to be a hell of a game. That's going to be a hell of a lot of points. Holy crap. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. We got two more regions to, to fill out here. Heading up to the Midwest, Houston, Northern Kentucky. Get these teams pulled up. Houston. Northern Kentucky. As far as Horizon League teams go, a Northern Kentucky team. Um, that, you know, was impressive down the stretch. Not the, obviously, Milwaukee was, was my <laughs> Horizon League team this season. Had varying levels of success betting on them for sure. Um, all right, let's head to the south, not the south. What is that? The Midwest used to be the south, except my, <laughs> my bracket. <wrong. laughs> headed to the Midwest, Houston taking on Northern Kentucky. Um, not a ton to say about this game, if we're being honest. I'll probably save most of what I got for Houston uh, for the next round. But Northern Kentucky as a whole, if we're talking pure 16 seeds, certainly one of the better ones, right? Um, overall, they're not great on either side of the ball. But if they can slow teams down um, and, and force them to, to take bad shots, it's certainly a team that can be very, very competitive. I don't know that they're going to be able to do that against Houston. I don't think there's much time um wasted spending on that we're gonna take houston over northern kentucky in that first round
<clears throat> Next up, Iowa, Auburn. Um, oops, I shit bumped that. All right, we'll call that good. Um, Iowa, Auburn. Two teams that I could care less about, <laughs> if we're being honest. It's an 8-9 game for uh, maybe the biggest the fan bases are, the success that they've had recently, um, albeit Fran McCaffrey really gets a lot more credit than he deserves <laughs> as far as Iowa goes. Um, but Bruce Pearl made a Final Four a few years ago. Um, has some, some, some talent there, certainly. And, and Iowa, offensively, is obviously a very good team. But when you lose in the first game of the Big Ten tournament to Ohio State, not exactly a recipe for success to continue on success as far as March comes through. Um, it was really a team in Iowa who was just very average in the Big Ten this season, really struggled on the defensive side of things. And while Auburn certainly wasn't the best team in the SEC, not the best team um, in their own conference, um, I mean, nowhere or in their own state, I mean, nowhere close to it against Alabama um, played some competitive games, played some close matchups. The you know final game of the season against Tennessee were able to win that one. I mean, they took Alabama to overtime the game before and in the sec tournament, they lost by three points to Arkansas. It's not a good Auburn team, but I think it's a better Auburn team than we see from Iowa and, and offensively. Yeah. I was going to have the advantage, but Auburn's not a bad shooting team. And on the defensive side of things, Auburn has actually been very strong. Um, Iowa, nowhere there on the defensive side of things um this is a toss-up matchup i think it could go either way i'm gonna take auburn um interested though on what the spread for this game even sits at currently looks like this is a thursday game uh, it looks like it's a pick them either way um yeah we're taking auburn in that game Auburn over Iowa. <laughs> Next up, Miami Drake. For all you 12 upsets people, pay attention to this one. Pay attention to this one. Now, I say that with as much respect as I can possibly give to this Miami team. I mean, I, I it disrespected the hell out of them last year, and they went on to the Elite Eight. Um, I, I remember that video last year. I'd have to go back and look at it event or um, to, to see exactly what I said. But I, I crapped all over this Miami team um, in the tournament breakdown. I loved that USC squad. Um, and Miami went to the Elite Eight. Miami was a good team last year. They were a good team this year. Um, offensively speaking, Miami did a really good job shooting the basketball. But they had some struggles on the defensive side of things. And that those certainly came to, to you know, fruition um, in the ACC tournament. While they were able to, to score some points against Duke, you know, ended up putting 78 points up in that game, their defense just couldn't do anything. They couldn't slow them down at all. And that's not to say that, that Drake is, is strong and, and great on the defensive side of things. Um, but as a Missouri Valley team goes, they did a really good job, and, and yes, Drake lost the final game of the season to Bradley, but really revenged that in the Missouri Valley Championship game, um, did a great job um, there in that one, and, and really throughout Missouri Valley play, Drake really just looked like a very, very strong team. 
I think this is the upset. I think if you're looking for the 12 seed that's going to beat the 5 seed, you know, the, those are always the, the super popular matchups. Um, this may not be the one that most people are, are talking about, um, but, but I think it's the one that makes the most sense. I think it's Drake is really a very strong team. And I think Miami, as good as they were, kind of just got overrated. And, and, you know, they played in a conference that kind of helped do that. You know, obviously, um, Duke wasn't what they were um, early on. And in Virginia, had some of their own fair share of struggles, definitely boosted them up in that realm. Um, but I think they're going to struggle against this Drake team. And I think they pull off the upset. We're taking Drake over Miami in this one. And this next game, I hate this next game. I love this next game, but I hate this next game because these two teams in Indiana and Kent State, if you would have just purely, you know, given me all the teams that were in the bracket, no matchups, no nothing, they were two teams that I that I had a lot of confidence in and, you know, could have seen myself taking um, to do something in this tournament. <laughs> Miami has hotter chicks, so they win. Uh, but yeah, you're probably going <laughs> to... Miami's definitely going to beat a team from Iowa on that standpoint, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that would be an interesting bracket. But next up, Indiana taking on Kent State here. <clears throat> it's a Kent State team that we obviously bet on quite a bit this season. I mean, going back to that South Dakota State game early on in non-conference play... Um, you know, really did play some very, very good basketball um, and looked great through the stretch of Mac play. Had a few, you know, shortcomings for sure, but were able to beat Toledo um, in the conference championship game. Really looked dominant there in that one. And they didn't have a whole lot of challenges, right? There's not a ton of teams on, on the Kent State schedule that are worth note. I mean, two wins over Toledo is really all they have. And, and Indiana certainly had the better, you know, um, resume coming into this game. Um, but... <sighs> Indiana wasn't without their own struggles as well. I don't know, man. Really, the Kent State angle is going to be on the defensive side of things. Um, I mean, the Indiana defense is good as well. Offensively, Indiana is certainly going to have the advantage. This is a game that I want to take the upset in. I want to take Kent State in this game, but the more I look at it, the rougher that <laughs> the rougher that path really does look for Kent State. Because as much as I've loved this Kent State team this season, um, I've also really liked this Indiana team, and I think it was an Indiana team that was very undervalued. Um, and, and while they probably got their their own rightful recognition getting a four seed here in the tournament, um, I just think it's, it's going to be a tough game for Indiana for sure. But I just don't know that I can pull this upset. Taking Indiana over Kent State. This is one that I could flip on. Um, but for the moment, we're going to take Indiana. Leads us into our next game there, filling in the playing team. Um, Iowa State taking on Pitt. A Pitt team that snuck into the tournament for sure. Um, a lot of people definitely had them out after how they finished the season. Iowa State and Iowa State survived <laughs> the big 12 i mean ended up going 500 <clears throat> in uh, conference play 
man, losing my voice. Um, looked much better at the beginning of the season than they did near the end. And it was an Iowa State team that certainly struggled against some of the top teams this season. Um, but Pitt had their own fair share of struggles down the stretch of the season as well. But offensive-wise, uh, Pitt, a very, very strong shooting team. The, the, the Iowa State defense, though, is what really held this team together and was able to propel them into some of those wins. Um, but they just didn't look good away from home um, near the edge of the end of the season. You know, did have a couple of wins over Baylor, ultimately lose to, to Kansas in the um, conference tournament, Pitt losing to Duke. In that respect, two even teams. I want to take Pitt in this game. I do want to take Pitt because um, I think I think on, on, on paper they're the better team. Um, what is the spread in this game? This is a tough one. I, I don't love either of these teams in this game. Um, oh, there is no spread for this game because I... <laughs> so that's the other thing that <laughs> kind of throws this game off. This could be Mississippi State <laughs> instead of Pitt, which I completely was overlooking. Um if I'm being honest, I like Pitt or Mississippi State to win this game. Uh, I think the Mississippi State defense could could get it done as well. Um, I'm taking Pitt for now in in your official bracket, since obviously the playing games don't mean anything. Um, it's something to look at if that one ends up going the other way for sure, um, and something I'll definitely look at. But but for now, I think we're taking Pitt over Iowa State. Um, I think they get it done. Next up, Xavier and Kennesaw State. Kennesaw. Kennesaw. There they are. Xavier. Now, for Xavier, um, team in, in a Sean Miller team that going into the season I had some high high hopes for we obviously had that future bet for them to win the Big East they fall short of that you know some struggles on the road um, against Marquette against Creighton the Butler and DePaul losses though were, were ultimately probably what do, do did them in um, and it was a Xavier team that while they have some good wins on the season for sure they were able to beat Marquette once at home um, and even Creighton at home UConn for sure Early on in non-conference play, they had some struggles. Obviously, the loss to Duke. Obviously, the loss to Gonzaga. Um, and, and at that point in the season, both Duke and Gonzaga were not near the team um, that they are today. So definitely something to take into consideration there. And Kennesaw State, you know, as far as A-Sun goes, did look like a good team. Were able to win the conference there. I think it's hard to I think it's hard to make an argument for Kennesaw in this game, though. Um, Definitely a capable 14 seed for sure. But we're taking Xavier. Taking Xavier over Kennesaw. Um, there in that one. Um, Kennesaw lucky they beat Zag in the con. What are you talking about? <laughs> <clears throat> I 
I'm not sure what's going on in the chat. <laughs> we'll just ignore that. All right, next game, Texas A&M, Penn State. Um, so this is a Penn State team that every time... Every time I was breaking down a card this season, I don't know if we ever, I don't know if I ever bet on a game that Penn State was involved in this year. Because every time I looked at them, they they just gave me a reason not to bet them. Um, I mean, defensively, they're not a strong team. And we obviously saw Texas A&M, um, well, both these teams were able to get to their conference tournament. Um, both of them losing here today. Definitely something to, to consider there. But Penn State is just not nearly as good on the defensive side of the ball. And while they were able to play it with N2 against Purdue, were able to, to basically have that game coming down to the final possession, could potentially do something. And offensively speaking, it is a Penn State team who can shoot the ball very, very well. It's a Texas A&M team that's also been strong on the offensive side of things. And in Texas A&M, while they lost to Alabama today, and they certainly did not show up in that game, certainly did not look great in that game, um, they did beat Alabama earlier in the year. And even though they struggled against some of the better teams in the conference for sure, um, they were still a team that played some very, very close, very, very competitive games. I think we're leaning Texas A&M in this game, um, and I think it's purely going to be um, on the defensive side of things. I think they bounce back. After their struggles today against Alabama, um, I think they bounce back. I think they get the win in that one. I am curious, though, what is the spread for this game? Um... I don't know. I can't even find it. Oh, two and a half. Um, I mean, that's what most of these have opened up at there. Yeah, I think I think we take Texas A&M. Um, also, that present a great second round matchup for Texas A&M. Um. All right. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on in the chat. <laughs> I lost control. I'm not even gonna look at it. <laughs> Texas taking on Colgate. <clears throat> now, if there is a 15 seed, if we're just purely ranking 15 seeds, um, you know, trying to to find that St. Mary's. I think Colgate could could make an argument that they are the top of that group. Um, I mean, obviously the Patriot League isn't good. Um, you know, certainly didn't have a whole lot of competition, but ran through that league seventeen and one. Ran through the conference tournament. Never, never an opponent that really gave Colgate any struggles. We look back to the non-conference play. Um, really, their only good opponent was Auburn, and that was a game that they certainly struggled in. You know, didn't look great there, but just purely shooting-wise, Colgate is a very, very strong team. And yeah, they were able to boost some of their numbers, um, just you know, based on the the league that they play in. Um, but nonetheless, a, a very strong shooting team. But what Rodney Terry was able to do at Texas once Chris Beard got fired 
was absolutely impressive. You know, they really didn't skip a beat. I mean, yeah, they had, you know, some ups and downs, um, but no more than any other Big 12 team did this season. And we really look back to that conference championship game um, last night against Kansas. Looked very, very good in that game. Dominated that one um, from start to finish. And, And on the defensive side of things, Texas is just by far and away a much better team um, here in this matchup. Colgate certainly doesn't compete on the defensive side of things. If you're looking for the 15 seed, just purely team-wise, Colgate might be it, but um, they got a tough opponent in Texas here. Taking Texas over Colgate. All right. Takes us to the second round in the Midwest. Houston taking on Auburn. Where's Auburn? All right. Um, that's right. We didn't really talk about Houston in the last one because they're one seed. Um but Houston, I mean, if we're just talking the best team in the country from, from start to finish this year, um, in most metrics, Houston's obviously you know going to have that rank number one in the AP poll most of the year, number one in Ken Palm, number one in my rankings, um, definitely the most loved team. But the thing with Houston, like we saw today, it's obviously going to come down to Marcus Sasser. If Sasser is on the court, there's absolutely no reason this Houston team is going to lose to Auburn here, but they struggled today against Memphis. Um, now, I would make the argument that that Memphis game ultimately didn't matter because they're still a one seed, and, and what the heck does it even matter? Um, they still a one seed. They still get to play in the Midwest. With Kansas losing last night, Houston was able to, to, to kind of um, seal that one up. And they're just a very, very good team. Really, the advantage in this game, though, is going to come on the offensive side of things. Houston just has the better shooters than Auburn. It was an Auburn team that, yeah, definitely played in a much tougher conference. Obviously, Houston got the benefit of playing in the American. But even when we saw this Houston team um, in the non-conference, they were able to to stack up some good wins. Obviously, the win over Virginia, um, you know, did lose to Alabama early on in the year. But a Houston team that was very, very good. I think Auburn could give them a, a struggle. I think this could be a close game. Um, I think Bruce Pearl, you know, has, has definitely coached well. And if it's Iowa in this spot, I think it'll certainly be an easier opponent for Houston. I mean, I don't think the Iowa defense is going to do jack shit against this Houston team. I think they're going to run all over them. Um, but I think it's Auburn. I think it's Houston in this matchup. I think Houston continues their reign, taking them to Kansas City for the Sweet 16. All right, next up, Drake, Indiana. All right. that guy needs a timeout well uh i'm not sure what the timeout button even does i thought it would give me an option on how long but um we'll see if he pops back up later i (laughs) I need something else in the chat (laughs) 
Okay, Drake, Indiana. Um, obviously, Drake looking very, very good in the Missouri Valley. Um, Indiana, very good in the Big Ten as well. This is an interesting matchup. I could definitely get on either side of this one. And really, this whole region here, the Miami, the Drake, Indiana, Kent State, there's a lot of stuff that, that could go on to make this very, very interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to go against Trace Jackson Davis. And, and as good as Drake was, certainly the level of competition in the Missouri Valley isn't up to what Indiana dealt with in the Big Ten this season. And it was an Indiana team um, that I did like going into the year. And if we look at this matchup, you know, looking Drake, Miami, um, I just don't think that Miami team's that good. I don't know if this, I don't know if this matchup matters a whole lot to me anyway. I don't know. I think Indiana. I think Indiana's the play. I just can't. I'm gonna be honest. Any of those four teams could make the Sweet 16. I would not be shocked at all. But we're gonna take Indiana. Go and chalk with that one. Next up, Pitt Xavier. Ooh, I didn't even, you know what? <laughs> You're back. Whoa, what the fuck happened? There we go. Um, all right, calm down. <laughs> uh, Pitt Xavier. Why did my boy's chats get removed? Um, because I hit the timeout button, and apparently it deletes the uh, previous messages when you do that. So, you know, maybe let's talk about the actual games and not nonsense about whatever the hell you guys were talking about. That would be appreciated. Next up, Pitt taking on Xavier. Old Big East rivalry game here. Um, certainly an interesting one for, for Sean Miller, you know, back at Xavier here, um, playing a, a former team against Pittsburgh. It's hard for me to not take Xavier in this matchup for, for a few reasons. Obviously, maybe one of the, the more important ones being the fact that who knows if Pitt's even going to be in this game. Um, and while Pitt, you know, struggled down the stretch of the season, there's certainly a team that, that has the capabilities to, to do some stuff. But it's one of those teams in Xavier that everything Pitt has done well this year, Xavier's kind of just been a little bit better. Pitt's a decent shooting team. Xavier's a good shooting team. Pitt, an average defense, Xavier, a above average defense, um, really Xavier with the, the level of competition that they had to play in the big East compared to the ACC. Um, I think it's just hard to, to make any, any argument, um, against Xavier in this matchup. I think Xavier makes it to the sweet 16, taking them over Pitt here. Um, this is region is way chalkier than I <laughs> was hoping for. Um, but yeah. This might this this is just gonna be the chalk region, you know. You gotta have some ones. Um. All right, next up, um, Texas A and M taking on Texas. Another rivalry game. That's interesting, actually. Couple of couple of old conference rivalries down here at the bottom of the Midwest. Um, and this is a very interesting game. You know, 
it kind of like the last one what pit or what texas tech has done good sign to like pit texas is, is kind of just done better um you know both offensively and defensively speaking um and, and really the the key for texas a&m in this game will be to slow the tempo of texas limit the the amount of points that their offense can create um because quite honestly texas a&m if they just get into a shootout with texas in this game probably aren't going to be able to keep up aren't going to be able to do as much on the offensive side of things and it's just a Texas team that just keeps defying the odds, winning the Big 12 tournament after, you know, all the stuff they had to deal with this year. Looked very good throughout the Big 12 play. I'm taking Texas over Texas A&M. Um, all the one through four seeds in the Midwest. Whoops, not Xavier. Texas. Um, so yeah, a lot of chalk in this region for sure, for sure. But Houston taking on Indiana. Um, another very good game. A uh, very good game there. Um, but I just, you know, I get it. Houston didn't play anyone this year, right? They're they're close to the to what we saw from Gonzaga as of old, not getting any credit because of the conference they play in. Um, what chalk mean taking the favorites um but houston houston's just so damn good right um and and truly it's going to come down to how marcus sasser is playing um because this is the first matchup where i truly think it matters like against northern kentucky sasser obviously doesn't need to play and they can win that game against iowa or auburn it matters a little bit more but but ultimately i don't know that it matters as much um but going up against trace jackson davis in this indiana team it's certainly going to matter and they're certainly going to have to be able to score some points and they're going to have to rely on that defense um, but when houston is playing their best basketball i truly believe that they are better on both sides of the ball than what indiana has been able to do um and i think they keep rolling i think kelvin sampson gets it done taking houston over indiana in that matchup Next up, Xavier, Texas. I love this game. I the Sweet 16, the Sweet 16 games that I'm, that I'm making here. I if, if it plays out, which it won't, <laughs> like I have it. Um, oh boy, oh boy, are we in for a great second weekend of the tournament? Um, but Xavier and Texas. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I want to make an argument for Xavier, and certainly they're both good offensive teams. Both can shoot the ball. But the, the Xavier defense, relying on the Xavier defense to get past the Sweet 16, I think you're just you're, you're playing with fire. Could they do it? Sure. Is Sean Miller a great coach? Absolutely. But the Xavier defense really has had some struggles, especially when they are away from the Cintas senior this season. Um, and I think it catches up against them, against Texas here. Um, Going to do one-two for the Elite Eight, taking Houston um, against Texas there. All right, finally, the South region. Um... Elite Eight, Houston taking on Texas. And I think this is where things get really interesting because I think 
I think the likelihood that both of these teams, I, I would be shocked. If one of these teams doesn't make the Elite Eight, I would, I would be pretty shocked, right? Um, I mean, Houston, there, there's some potentials to mess it up, but really, I don't think they have a, a tough opponent um, in the first two rounds. I mean, the Sweet 16 gets a little bit tougher, and, and for Texas, it's kind of the same. Penn State and Texas A&M are obviously both good teams, but, um, but definitely both doable for, for both of these ones. Um I don't know. This is a tough game, though. This is a very, very tough game. Rodney Terry, great coach. Texas has looked good down the stretch. But I think I think with how well Houston has been playing, and it is worth noting, this will be back in Kansas City, the same place Texas just won that Big 12 tournament. But with how well Texas or how well Houston has been playing, um, if they can get it, this game comes down to one thing. If Sasser's back on the court, I love Houston in this game. Um, if he's not. I would lean Texas. I, it doesn't seem like the injury is that severe. I mean, he was on the sideline today. Um, I think it's hard not to take Houston in this one. Um, another one seed into the final four, but I'm taking Houston out of the Midwest region. All right. Oh, we got three teams. In the final four, let's go ahead and update this. Auburn, Drake, Indiana, Pitt, Xavier, A&M, Texas. Okay. I like it. I mean, just, just looking at this bracket so far, I don't see where we lose. <laughs> I don't see where we lose. I think it's perfect. I think it is perfect. So, um, okay, let's go to the West region. Howard taking on Kansas. Moving to the West. <clears throat> so yeah, Howard, Kansas. Again, it's a 16 seed. It's a one seed. There's not a whole lot of reason to spend much time on Kansas in this game. But as far as Howard goes, an impressive run. You know, they looked good through Miak play. Um, you know, were able to, to hold on and get that win over Norfolk somehow yesterday. A one-point victory there in that game. Um, and as far as Miak play goes, they were a solid team. Um, have a decent win over Buffalo early on in the year. Um, but struggled against every other team of note that they played on the schedule. <laughs> Kansas is the play. <laughs> Okay. Um next up Arkansas Illinois. A very interesting, very not what you would expect game um for the 8-9 matchup. Two teams who when they're playing their best basketball are certainly not an eight or a nine team. I mean, what Eric Musselman and Brad Underwood have been able to do at these respective programs the last few years has been impressive. Um, obviously, Arkansas, you know, back-to-back -back elite eights. Can't go without mentioning that. 
But it's certainly not the same team we saw a season ago. Um, certainly not the same team we saw from Illinois the last few seasons either. Really both just average teams. Um, I mean, defensively, Arkansas is certainly going to have the advantage here in this game. Offensively, maybe a slight advantage to Illinois. Um, I don't know, man. I, I hate both these teams. <laughs> Here's the thing. Both these teams are, are very dangerous eight and nine seed teams. But also, neither one of these teams has shown up of in, in any spot of importance this year. They both just struggled during conference play. I think we lean Illinois. It's hard for me to get back on the must train. I mean, the must bus kind of crashed and <laughs> has never recovered. Um, I think we're taking Brad Underwood. Going Illinois over Arkansas in this one. bro sleeping on arkansas probably i mean hell <laughs> eric musselman went on a went on run the past two years certainly could do it again um i think I, I don't think you can go wrong in that game i mean obviously you can't someone's gonna go wrong but it's that that's one that i'll probably flip flack flip flip flack flip flop on um a few times in illinois and arkansas but ultimately doesn't matter probably not because they got to play kansas um, but Bill Self, Kansas, who knows what's going to happen there, but it does look like he's going to be playing. So anyway, next up, um, St. Mary's taking on VCU, VCU, very good down the stretch of the season, obviously winning their last six regular season games. were able to, to go on and win the A-10 beat Dayton yesterday, um, or that was today, actually. Um, anyway, we're able to beat them there. As far as St. Mary's go, about as good of a St. Mary's team as we have seen in a long, long time. Um, I mean, obviously the win over Gonzaga in their first meeting really looked better in the second meeting at Gonzaga. Um, ultimately, they didn't win that game. Ended up losing by, what was it, 9-11, whatever it was. Um, and then in the conference tournament, certainly didn't look good against Gonzaga. But it's, it's the St. Mary's team that certainly has talent. And Randy Bennett has done a really good job defensively. They're very, very good. Um, they're not a bad shooting team as well. VCU is good on the defensive side of things. But I think the edge that St. Mary's has offensively is what's going to get it done in this one. Um, I think VCU will be a popular 12 upset just because, you know, coming out of the A-10, going up against a West Coast Conference school. But um, I think St. Mary's gets it done. Taking them over VCU. Uh, um, I did not put that in the right spot. <laughs> Next up, Yukon taking on Iona. All right, 
<clears throat> as far as draws can go for a four seed in UConn, this is about the worst you can get. Obviously, Iona, Rick Patino, um, not going to be a, an easy Mac school to take down by any means. I mean, Iona just running through the Mac down the stretch of the season, winning their last 14 games. Um, as far as UConn goes, you know, they, they started out very, very hot in the season. Um, and then struggled near the beginning of Big East play, um, but then turned it around down the stretch of the season. And it's kind of a UConn team that um, I, I was out on early. Um, they they draw me back in when when they were going on that winning streak in non conference play, um, and then conceded to, to to lose to the top teams in the Big East. But have really turned things around. Um, played a very very competitive game against Marquette on Friday night. And it's just a UConn team that I think is very, very dangerous. But playing in Albany against this Iona team is just a bad matchup. Um, I'm taking UConn in this game. Probably not a game that I would even consider betting on, just placed on where it's at. Um, what is the spread on this one? Um, UConn, eight and a half point favorites. Yeah, I'm not betting UConn in this game. Um, but I do think UConn wins it. Um, yeah, UConn over Iona. All right, next up, TCU, Arizona State. <laughs> um, all right, TCU, Arizona State. These teams up, TCU. Arizona State. All right. Obviously, TCU playing in the Big Twelve. Um, you know, had to deal had to deal with all those Big Twelve teams this season, leading some losses in that respect. Um, but they were very competitive against Texas um, in in the the conference tournament there. Nine and nine overall for them. And as far as you know, the Pac-12 goes, Arizona State certainly made some noise, and we're certainly a very, very competitive team at times. Obviously, started the season out um, very, very hot. We're able to get the win over Arizona with that buzzer beater. Um, didn't look bad in the conference tournament either. Did struggle a bit against Arizona in that game. As much as I want to take Bobby Hurley in this game, the offense for Arizona State just isn't great and while tcu didn't do a great job shooting the ball at times this season um they did do a better job than arizona state both these teams are very good on the defensive side of things um and, and if we see nevada in this game uh, i think it's an easy tcu pick for me in this one arizona state though makes it a little bit tougher i think tcu takes care of business um this is a game that i could potentially do i want to take the upset here <laughs> I think we go with TCU. I think I like TCU. Yeah, TCU over Arizona State. All right, next up. Um, Gonzaga, Grand Canyon. Um, certainly not the WAC school. I would have predicted uh, <laughs> we would see here. Um, I mean, Sam Houston State, Southern Utah. 
um, certainly would have would have been closer to the top of my picks. But nonetheless, you know, <clears throat> Bryce Drew able to, to join his brother, go and dance in this year. And, and Grand Canyon really just did a very, very good job <clears throat> through that WAC tournament. Um, you know, just how they looked in that Sam Houston State game, able to pull off that win and then beating Southern Utah in the championship. <laughs> impressive and, and impressive for what Grand Canyon was able to do. Um, but this Gonzaga team is no joke. Is it the Gonzaga teams we've seen of old? No, I mean, it's not the, the undefeated team that we saw go and take Baylor on in the national championship game for, for the spectacular you know season and, and game that those two teams went on, the runs they went on in the tournament. Not that same Gonzaga team. But it's still the number one team in offensive efficiency for Gonzaga. They're still a very, very strong shooting team. And while they struggled a bit on the defensive side of things this year, they also just went and, and ran through the West Coast Conference while they, you know, got a share of the regular season title with St. Mary's. Um, ultimately, you know, in the, the conference championship game in the tournament in Vegas last week, were able to, to come out victorious in that one. No problem there. Um, yeah, they had some struggles against Purdue, Baylor early on in the season. Um, didn't look great against Texas either. <laughs> But this is Grand Canyon, and as much credit as I want to give Grand Canyon, they're not great on the defensive side of things either. Um, and I think Gonzaga gets it done. Taking them over Grand Canyon in that one. Next up, Northwestern Boise State. Western to do pull up Boise State. Now, obviously, a Boise State team um, that I hated last year. I found every excuse in the book to bet against Boise State um, a season ago. But they really turned things around and looked like a much, much better team um, this season and, and played like a much better team. Now, ultimately, down the stretch of the season, Boise State had some struggles, weren't looking near as good, but they are very good on the defensive side of the ball as well. You know, it's a team that's going to stack up well against Northwestern team that played good defense this year. Um, and one of the downfalls for Northwestern is really that shooting, especially, you know, at the end of the year here, they were just struggling to shoot the basketball. Um, could not do a great job there. Okay, we got a... Sorry, we got to deal with these comments. <laughs> All right, I think those are the the main two. I'm just going to start blocking people because I'm tired of the comments. <laughs> anyway, Northwestern taking on Boise State. Um, <laughs> Boise State is a very strong team. I think defensively is two teams who are going to be very, very even in this game. It was two teams though that struggled down the stretch of the season. Um, I think the advantage for Boise State, and I think the reason I'm going to take them in this game it's going to be on the offensive side of things. Now, I harped at the beginning of the show, you know, that <laughs> Mountain West teams just don't show up in the tournament. Um, and we've seen that here the past little while. Um, but Leon Rice, a very, very strong coach. Um, I think he gets it done here in the first game. Um, we're going to take that one. All right. Um. Next up, final game of the first round. We got UCLA taking on UNC Asheville.
And I've said this a few times, I think at this point in the, the rundowns of the show, um, if you're looking for the, the 15 seed, the 16 seed that could potentially pull the upset, um, I've said that some of the other bets were the best. I think this is probably your best strategy. I think UNC Asheville, um, in my mind, out of the, the eight matchups as a 16 or a 15 getting the upset, um, I think UNC Asheville is probably the best one. I mean, obviously, they looked very, very strong in Big South play, um, you know, going 16 and two in the conference. You know, the conference tournament didn't have much of a struggle at all there as well. Um, and it's a UNC Asheville team that can definitely shoot the basketball. I mean, they're the number six team in the nation um, from three this season. They've been very strong on the defensive side of things as well. And going up against UCLA isn't going to be an easy task, but UCLA is obviously, um, you know, a team that's dealt with some injuries um, at this point in the season. You know, we, we saw that a little bit against Arizona, obviously getting in foul trouble didn't help that game. And ultimately, I'm going to take UCLA in this game. Um, but I think if there's any argument to be made about a 15 upsetting a 16, I think it's UNC Asheville. I think if you're especially playing with maybe some UCLA people um, who are going to to look to take them far in the tournament um that might be an upset you could look at taking ultimately we're taking ucla um but unc Asheville, not a bad team all right <clears throat> headed back to the top Kansas taking on Illinois. Um, we didn't talk about Kansas much in the 16 game, but definitely worth mentioning. Obviously, the big self factor. Um, UCLA favored by 18 and a half. I mean, what was the St. Peter's spread? It was like 15 or 16 last year. I'm, I'm not taking it. <laughs> I'm not taking the 15 over the two. Um, but I do think as far as us 15 twos go, um, and maybe I should have checked in the spreads for some of those games a little bit more, but personally, I think the best 15 seeded team, um, in the bracket with the biggest upset potential is going to be that UNC Asheville team, but I'm not taking it, <laughs> but, but maybe a little, maybe a little sprinkle on that, that UNC Asheville money line. Um, but anyway, Kansas, Illinois, Kansas, obviously, uh, struggled in that final game of the big 12 championship tournament game. Yeah, that one, um, <laughs> uh, Bill self not being on the court, you know, definitely having a lot to do with that. Sounds like he is going to be back on the court for March madness here for the NCAA tournament. And defensively speaking, it was a Kansas team, um, that, that really played well. And, you know, there was a lot of people, myself included that doubted them coming off the national championship last year. Um, but they regrouped, brought some guys back. Um, obviously, you know, Grady Dick became a star. Jalen Wilson looked very, very good again. Once again, this season, Overall, it's a Kansas team that is hard to go against, you know, as competitive and as, you know, tough as the the Big 12 was this season. Kansas just went and, and won it all again. Yeah, they lost in, in the conference tournament to Texas, but winning the regular season once again. Um, and it's an Illinois team that, that struggled a little bit down the stretch. Certainly not going to be the easiest game in the world for Kansas, um, but I do think they come out victorious here in that one. Now, St. Mary's taking on UConn. Uh, 
Um, a fun game for sure. But I, I have my doubts about this St. Mary's team um, at this point. You know, it, they looked good through the West Coast Conference play and obviously got the win over Gonzaga, um, which was huge. And, you know, we look back to earlier in the year, they did play a close game um, against Houston, got a win over San Diego State. But the St. Mary's team, outside of those few handful of games, don't have a lot to go off of of, of what they did against tournament, te- tournament teams this season. And UConn, on the other hand, does. I mean, obviously, the win over Alabama early on the year was very, very impressive, um, especially what they did towards the end of Big East play. A win over Marquette was, was a great win. Um, obviously, you know, a close game against Marquette in the Big East tournament. It's a UConn team that obviously had a peak at the beginning of the season, definitely went into that valley, but have really risen back up, have really been playing strong basketball. Um, and I think they're they're on a trajectory um, to really have a good march here. I think their offense gets it done. And I think they take care of the St. Mary's defense, taking UConn over St. Mary's in that game. Next up, TCU Gonzaga. TCU Gonzaga. My racket is very clanky. Yeah, I got a loud keyboard when I'm searching through my notes to find these teams. Sorry about that. Next up, TCU taking on Gonzaga. Um, obviously, Gonzaga. Great on the defensive side of things, but struggle a bit more on the defensive side of things. TCU um, certainly going to have the advantage there defensively. Um, and, and one of the the common opponents, which I, I get, don't do this. Um, <laughs> it's not how it's not how basketball works. But one of the common opponents between these two teams um, is definitely going to be Texas. And it was a Gonzaga team that, yes, it was very early on in the season. It was like the second week of the season. Um, and it was a game at Texas. But it was a Gonzaga team that ultimately struggled in that matchup. We look back to what TCU was able to do against Texas three times this season. Um, beat them once at home. Struggled in the other two games a little bit. But we're competitive. Man, this is a tough matchup. I I don't think you can go wrong with either one of these teams doing a little bit of noise, taking them far in this tournament. Man, it's... Uh, I, I, I want to take TCU, right? I'm, I'm leaning TCU in this matchup. TCU is the team um, that I want to come out of this bracket. But it's just it's just impossible for me to doubt Gonzaga at this point. I get it. They were nowhere near the team that they were uh, a few years ago, but they still got a win over Xavier, still a win over Alabama, a close game against Baylor. Yeah, they struggled against Texas, struggled a little bit against Purdue, but they just looked so dominant against St. Mary's in that West Coast Conference tournament. I think Mark Few turns it on at the right time. Um, I think TCU struggles a bit more in this game. Uh, going to take Gonzaga over TCU here in this one. All right. Next up, Boise State, UCLA. I hate what I'm about to do here. <laughs> and and I'm definitely going to piss some people off in the comments for this one. I'm taking Boise State. I I I should not should not do this. Um and I should not trust this Boise State team near as much as as I maybe do. Um because they did struggle a bit down the stretch of the season. 
but it's a Boise State team that did look good this year, right? Um, they obviously had some success. Obviously, the the Mountain West is is a tough conference to play in, um, especially when it comes to tournament time here. Like we were saying, haven't had the the largest levels of success in the past. But I really like this Boise State team, and it's a UCLA team that you know, with the injuries they've had, Jalen Clark being out for the season. Um, hurt them and we saw that in the Pac-12 tournament a little bit you know it it messed with how they played and and while it didn't catch up to him against Colorado or Oregon ultimately against Arizona his presence not being on the court was definitely felt Uh, ultimately the reason UCLA lost that game was they got into foul trouble didn't have any big guys who could do anything down low Arizona was able to take advantage of that and you know just feed the paint um, and and ultimately come out victorious that way but I want I don't know man (laughs) I want to take I want to take Boise State Mick Crowan and Leon Rice, both very, very good coaches. <sighs> I'm going to do it. It's it's really the first. <laughs> I mean, we're almost done with the bracket, but one of the first places where I'm like, I don't I don't know if I should do this. I'm, <sighs> I hate it. It's not the smart pick. You probably shouldn't do it, but I'm taking Boise State over UCLA. Don't do that. Take UCLA, but, um, but that's <laughs> as far as as far as the Sweet Sixteen goes in in high seeds making it. Um, yeah, Boise State's. I guess Boise State's the hill I'm gonna die on for that one. Um, all right. Next up, moving back to the top, Kansas taking on UConn. This is this becomes tough for me because I'll be honest, I have futures on both Kansas and UConn to win the national championship. Um, if you would have asked me a month ago, I would say there's no doubt I would take Kansas in this matchup. But with how UConn has played during the month of February, um, you know how they how they really just closed out the season, and were able to play well. We're we're back to that form that we saw at the beginning of the year. It's tough to not give them a shot here in this game. Um, Man, these is this this is one of those games that's going to be very very hard to predict. I, quite honestly, it's just it's a tough matchup. Offensively, I think UConn has the edge, right? I think UConn has been a slightly better shooting team, especially here as of late. Um, defensively, probably going to give the edge to Kansas there in that one. I'm taking UConn. I think we're going to take UConn. I'm <laughs> I'm feeling the upset. We're going to be honest. The West region. There is there is seven teams that, that could make the, the the final four. Obviously, the four we have left, I think, could really ev- honestly every team except Illinois um, and maybe St. Mary. So I guess six teams: Kansas, TCU, Gonzaga, Boise State, UCLA. Um, I know Boise State is going to be the controversial one there, but I think all of those teams could make the final four. Maybe not Boise State. Or um, take UConn over Kansas. All right, and Boise State and Zaga, um, a strange game. But as much as I want to believe in this Boise State team and, and keep riding them, I, I've probably already taken them too far. I think it's hard to convince myself to take them in this game. And quite honestly, it's a Gonzaga team that's just offensively so strong. Yes, they have struggles on defense, 
But that's kind of the spot where we've seen Gonzaga have, you know, some of that tournament success in the past. Yes, they've obviously had years here, the last four or five years, whatever it's been, where they've been one seeds and, and have obviously made a lot of noise from that. Um, but but playing down a little bit, even as only being a three seed, I think gives Gonzaga, you know, a lot more to play for. They, they finished the season so, so strong. Um, and obviously it's hard to take Boise State to the Elite Eight. We're going to take Gonzaga, um, throw them into the Elite Eight there with UConn. How can I pick Boise State over UCLA? Um, struggles in the tournament. Solid point. Very solid point that I have said for every Mountain West team this season um, and then proceeded to do the complete opposite of what I said. So very solid point. You should, you should probably listen to that own advice when you're filling out your bracket. But I'm not going to listen to my own advice and we're, we're going to take Boise State to the Sweet 16. Um, I may end up changing that one, but... <laughs> Very solid point. I, I should probably listen to myself more often. Um, but UConn, Gonzaga, Elite Eight, a game that we could potentially see happen. It, it might be a tough one to, to actually get to, but a game that I would love to see because these two teams, I think, stack up very, very well um, against each other. Obviously, UConn has been strong uh, on both sides of the ball. Both these teams can shoot the ball well. I think this is where Gonzaga kind of, you know, meets a a very tough team um who is going to hold them on the defensive side of the ball and they're going to struggle to get through it i think it's going to be similar to what st mary's was able to do sort of in the first game st mary's took a huge comeback in that first game more the second game that, that gonzaga ultimately won um but st mary's was able to to do a little bit more defensively at times in that game i get it gonzaga really ran through all three games with st mary's um even though they did lose the first one but i think their defense struggles a bit in this one I'm taking UConn. I think UConn, the four seed, I think they get to the final four. Going to Houston, taking UConn there in that board. All right. We got a final four, folks. We are down to four teams. Um, let's go ahead. Let's update this bracket before we get there. Kansas. Um, not Arkansas. We took Illinois, St. Mary, UConn, TCU, Gonzaga, Boise, UCLA. Uh, nope. Okay. <clears throat> Bama, Marquette, Houston, UConn. I'm going to be honest. I really like that final four. <laughs> I really like that final four. I think that's a... Um, let me move this webcam. I think that's a potential spot where where all of these teams can make some noise. Let's start with the first one. Alabama, Marquette. Um, also, really quick, um, you can see on my bracket here, this is my other pet peeve. Other than the regions being all messed up, um, as we, we clearly went over earlier, the Final Four is also screwed up. See, we got a Final Four team there, one there. Why in the world is there two spots right there <laughs> going into four teams going into one makes absolutely no sense. I wish I would have caught that before I ordered this bracket, um, but it was just too late. I didn't see it. <laughs> didn't see it until after a guy here and I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. Um, but Alabama Marquette, 
like we um i started to almost mention earlier this is a game that could produce a whole heck of a lot of points because these are two teams um that definitely like to shoot the basketball definitely like to score some points um i mean offensively speaking two of the better shooting teams um in the country certainly you know going to give marquette a slight edge over alabama but alabama is by no means um, a bad shooting team i think the key for this final four matchup <clears throat> is going to be in the defensive side of things though the alabama defense what they've been able to do this season has just been very very good i mean their shot defense is, is one of the best if not the best in the entire nation and you pair that level of defense with the tempo that alabama is able to play and how they're able to get up and down the court i think it's going to be very very hard um to, to to not take alabama in that matchup as much as i love what shaka smart and marquette has been able to do they lack a little bit on the defensive side of things and it allows the opponents you know we look back to that friday matchup against yukon um specifically is what comes to mind and, and they were let it get close um because of that at times i think alabama takes advantage of that um and i think they advance to the national championship game taking alabama over marquette there There we go. Well, you guys can barely even see that. We wrote it over both boxes. Alabama um, in the national championship game there. And on the other side, Houston at home in the final four, taking on UConn. Pull these teams up. UConn. So, an old American matchup, um, for a few years anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough game. It's a tough one to choose between both these teams because they both, you know, finished the season strong. Um, again, like we said for Houston, really throughout this entire show, it's going to come down to what Marcus Sasser is able to do. If Marcus Sasser is on the court for this game um, and, and, you know, is fine and healthy and playing at 100%, which... It, pretty much appears like he is um I, I think it's a houston team that can definitely make some noise and well make some noise they're in the final four at this point um i think it's a team that can, can certainly win this game breaking it down offensively it's two very comparable teams i mean it's hard to give for me to give an edge to either one of these teams on the defensive side of the ball um they, they both shoot the ball well maybe a slight slight edge to yukon um, but i think houston does make up for that on the defensive side of things oh man this is i need some chat help what what do you guys think yukon houston if we do see it i man this one this is i'm truly struggling with this game i want to take houston right like I, I i fully intended when i first set out to do this bracket you know i had houston penciled in in my mind they were going to be a final four team they're going to be a national champion contender team um but the more i think about this yukon squad and what they were able to do down the stretch of the season how well they were able to play even in their losses you know played a very very close competitive matchups um it's a hard team not to take and i think some of that's probably some recency bias just watching houston play today um and they weren't the houston of old um but maybe that's what they need to, to get things going i think uconn edges them out um with their offense yeah I, I they're just they're so even on both sides of the ball it's hard for me to find an edge uh, like i said i think a slight edge to uconn offensively maybe a slight edge to houston defensively i'm taking dan hurley though i think uconn gets it done 
even in essentially a home game, not that at the final four, it matters at that point. There's, you know, playing in a football stadium. Um, anyway, um, but I think UConn does it. I think UConn advances to the national championship game. All right, UConn, Alabama, 2023 national championship game. Another tough one. Um, obviously, you know, Alabama, the, the one seed, um, going to have a lot of people <laughs> taking them to win this one regardless. But two teams who are still very, very strong. Kind of like we said with Alabama, though. Offensively, UConn certainly the better shooting team in this matchup, right? Definitely going to have that edge. Um, on the defensive side of things, though, it's definitely going to be Alabama, and that's going to be their key. And like we said in, the, in that last game against Marquette, for Alabama, the key in this game is going to be to rely on that defense push tempo for UConn. It's going to look to, to slow it down a little bit. Um, obviously, this is a unique spot that these two teams did play early in the year, um, a game that, that UConn absolutely destroyed. They beat this Alabama team by 15 points um, on a neutral court. I don't even remember um, what MTE these teams played in. Let me click this really quick. Will it tell me? Uh, oh, they were up at the, the Phil Knight thing. Um, in Portland man I forgot that was so long ago <laughs> but anyway um, UConn got the win in that one and that was that was peak UConn they looked very very good throughout that tournament obviously through non-conference play I think it's UConn I think it's UConn I you know we've, we've, we've obviously seen magical runs from them in the past and as much as I want to take UC or uh, um, Alabama here I think it's UConn. I, I fully started this show thinking I was going to have Alabama as my national champion. But I just can't get over the fact that UConn beat this team by 15 points on a neutral court once with how well UConn shoots the ball. If they can just find some holes in this Alabama defense, I don't think there's any reason they can't win this game. It's UConn. UConn, UConn, UConn. UConn, I know it looks bad there. There's like a, <laughs> couldn't write it very straight. UConn, 2023 national champion. Let's go ahead, um, head over to the official bracket here. Put it in, UConn. Score, um, I don't know, what, 78, 75. That seems like a good score. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> what did I miss? What did I miss? Um, obviously, I know the chat was going absolutely crazy while I was talking here. Um, and this is what my bracket ends up looking like. I like it for the most part. Um, we can do, you can kind of read it there. Um, if you're just trying to trying to figure out what picks I took, but um, ultimately this one's gonna be a little bit easier for you guys to read at this point, I think um so yeah let's just go back through it starting back up here in um what was this the south um obviously you know bama maryland um what even upsets let's just look back at upsets what did we even take here obviously san diego state Furman. um do like that Furman squad not a ton of upsets in this region i mean creighton getting to the elite eight is certainly an upset Furman, utah state i do like that one um yeah okay 
what was your biggest upset pick um <clears throat> obviously Furman over virginia in the first round was a big one i think we took we took drake over here um i mean the biggest one <laughs> was boise getting to the sweet 16 boise over ucla um obviously my biggest one think santa barbara gives baylor a run for their money absolutely that santa barbara team is no joke they the way they were able to go through the big west this season um and, and, and really just make some noise let me pull santa barbara back up here they're certainly a live team um from that unc Asheville over ucla um finally someone who <laughs> that was around never mind anyway <laughs> um ucla yeah unc Asheville. i agree out of all the 16s and 15 seeds that i think are potentially upset worthy um i think unc Asheville could certainly pull that one off um like you know someone in the comments said earlier the spread certainly doesn't look that way um but I, I i do agree unc Asheville is my as far as 15 and 16 seeds go and actually the, the you saying that and me looking like what i did here I see no reason I shouldn't just do that, right? I should just put UNC Asheville over UCLA. If I have UCLA losing in the second round anyway, might as well try to try to pull some magic there. Edward, you might have a point. I think I might have to do that as well. Um, we saw it last year with Akron against UCLA. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, like UNC on the spread. I agree. I, I will, I'm 100% going to be betting UNC Asheville in this game. Um, I don't know for my official bracket, you know, it's kind of the problem with taking a 15 or a 16 seed. You're really just throwing away 10 free points at the, at the beginning of the bracket by doing that. Um, and especially if you're, you know, in, in some sort of pool for any, any worth, you want to take that for sure. Um, but yeah, I will hundred percent when we, when we start breaking down these games, betting wise, be betting on UNC Asheville. Um, Ooh, looks like UNC Asheville, UCLA is that late game Thursday night um definitely love that uh but yeah going through the rest of the bracket here what other upsets did we even have we were pretty chalk in the east um we did take usc over michigan state that was actually our only first round matchup upset obviously memphis over purdue uh is a pretty big upset um i, I don't like duke being in the elite eight to be honest but but i do like marquette in the final four um and then, yeah, over here, obviously, the West was, was absolutely insanity with what I did with Boise State, Gonzaga, UConn. It's a weird one. Uh, like the Raging Cajun over Tennessee, you know, Louisiana. Um, that was in the East here. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's really, I, I get the third or the, the 12 seeds are like the sexy. The, the upsets that everyone's going for and obviously we have our, our 12 over here against miami the 13 seeds are the are the better upsets this year right that that Furman <laughs> over virginia is, is a good one um ull over over tennessee definitely not a bad one either um with the injuries that tennessee's had and even though i i say that I, we have uconn as my national champion a game that scares the hell out of me is UConn Iona in the first round. I that that one scares me. That game is in Albany, New York. Yeah, it's not far for you know UConn fans either. But Rick Pitino near home against this UConn team. Oof, that one's that one's hard. Um, what do I think about Kent State? Um, I did take Indiana there. I, I could flip on that one though. I mean. The problem with that one, 
this whole and i was saying it when we were doing it the miami drake indiana kent state section um it's just hard it's very very hard um rook patino squad doesn't turn the ball over yeah iona i mean iona just ran through the mwac um yeah that'd be basically what you would expect it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do um if all the saint john rumors come to come to fruition and that is what he ends up doing next year um but yeah what else do we have here that i could flip flop on obviously the the pit mississippi state um iowa state that's a fluid situation depending what happens in that first game um i mean this one not so much i think tc wins that game either way uh they don't really play anyone in the tournament, though. Um, good point. Good point. Um, let me pull up. Um, did I only? I, I, I know I saw Iona pop up a few times in some of these other teams' schedules as we were going through. Who did they even play this year? Iona. Um, I mean Vermont, who's a 15 seed, so it doesn't matter. With St. Louis victory. Um, I mean they don't have any good wins, right? They don't have any good wins. Their best game was a loss to New Mexico. Um, you know, against his son. You're right. I mean, I'm, I'm more I'm more counting on the Rick Patino aspect of anything. Um, it's that 14 game winning streak that scares the heck out of me. But um, yeah, you're right. Iona is probably going to struggle a little bit there. Probably shouldn't be too worried about that one. Um, but certainly not a game to sleep on. Certainly, uh, I think it was like an eight and a half nine point spread for UConn in that game. Certainly not a game I'm going to be betting UConn on. Um, what eight nine C could upset the one? Um, I like Memphis or Arkansas. Well, we took Memphis over Purdue. So that would definitely be the, the one that I would suggest. Um, I, I would agree. I agree. Illinois or Arkansas could also pull an upset over Kansas. Um, really it depends. I know they, I know, um, they reported that big self, big self, Bill self was going to be back on the court for Kansas for the, the, um, March Madness tournament here. But if that ends up being a bigger deal than, than it would appear, that could be an interesting spot. Um, and, and obviously, Musselman making the pass to Elite Eights is huge potential for Arkansas there. I would say that the best 8-9 um, upset, though, is definitely going to come out of Memphis. Um, I don't even remember. What were these two up here? Auburn, Iowa. Yeah, neither one of those are beating Houston. Uh, and then Maryland, West Virginia. I... Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're better off staying down low here with one of the 8-9s. Obviously, I have those other two teams in the, in the Final Four, National Championship for Bama. Um, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I feel like FAU got screwed with Memphis 100%. And I'll be honest, the FAU-Memphis matchup here, well, I think Memphis comes out victorious. Memphis is, I think, proven that they're the better team. I don't hate a potential Florida Atlantic upset over Purdue either. That could that could be a potential spot as well, in, in my opinion. Any 6-11 upsets? Um, six looks strong this year. Yeah, I think I have to I have to look back here. Six eleven, obviously no, not Kentucky. We had them in the Sweet Sixteen. Um, not Arizona State or Nevada. Um, we do have Pitt over Iowa State. Um, we, we chose Pitt over Mississippi State. If it is Mississippi State instead of Pitt, there, it becomes a more interesting game. Um, the problem is the both the the Mississippi State defense is is very very good as well. Um, and this is, this is just a game I can flip flop in, but I, I think either one of those teams, Mississippi state or Pitt, is live for an upset there. Even though I took Creighton to the elite eight, I think NC state is also, you know, a, a live dog as far as an, um, an upset could go there. Um, 
ultimately though, I think Pitt over Iowa State is the the one I would take. Why not Kent State over Indiana? Man, you guys are gonna convince me to do this. I <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know why not Kent State over Indiana because I love the Kent State team all season. Their defense is very very good, uh, but Trace Jackson Davis is just it's just an X factor that makes it very hard for that upset. I might switch that one. The problem if I do that, then I almost have to just take Kent State to the Sweet 16. Um, I mean, Kent State Drake would be a hell of a mid-major game. I would love to watch that thing in the second round. Um, but I could get on Baylor with Kent State over IU. Iowa State questionable though, for sure. Uh, Iowa State is it, it, it's weird. You know, all those six eleven matchups could are just so so interesting, so weird, so interesting. Um, the 11s this year aren't that great to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the 11s, the 12s, I'm not as much of a fan. Those 13s, those 13s are dangerous. Um, Penn State and AM got screwed 100%. Them having to play each other, where's that game right here? Um, yeah, them playing, them going to the championship games today and then facing each other in the first round is seven and 10 seeds. I would agree. I was shocked. Texas a it was a seven seed. I mean, I, I get it. They weren't the greatest team in the world this year, but they did beat Alabama on senior night. They did make it to the SEC title game against Bama and obviously a, a win or at least a more competitive game today would have swayed that. But still, I was shocked they were a seven. The, the Penn State defense just gives me some concerns, though. Um, Kent State, Golden Flashes. Kent State be balling. Um, yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously, we've been on that Kent State team quite a bit this year. Um, five seeds, way better than the four seeds. Um, well, considering I have a four seed as my national champion, I may disagree on that one. Who's the four seed here? Um, Tennessee. Uh, wait, would you say five seeds better than the four seeds? Um, I would say outside of my national champion pick, I would agree with that. <laughs> but yeah, the five seeds, I mean, five seeds are five seeds are good. Can't believe they got a seven seed. Absolutely insane for Texas A&M. Um, yeah, they do. Have, I, let's look at Texas A&M because what did even, I mean, obviously that Bama win was, was huge. Um, what else did they even have? A win over Tennessee. Um, I mean, the loss to, I mean, a loss to Mississippi State, lost to Arkansas. Like, literally all of their SEC losses are against tournament teams. Um, hey, they did lose to Boise. I like that one. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I get they struggled a bit in non-conference play, but but Texas A&M was a strong team. Um, everyone talking Creighton over Baylor makes me want to take Baylor. Baylor's got a lot of hate, um, and, and obviously I'm adding to it because I, I did the same thing. Um, but Baylor Baylor should probably get a little bit more credit than they do. Um, both teams will give Texas a run for their money. Absolutely. I mean, Texas, well, I do have them in the Elite Eight here. Um, definitely can't sleep on either one of those. And really the Big 12 as a whole will just be so interesting to see how they play um, and, and what they're able to do outside of their conference this season um be very very interesting to see how that ends up playing out duke going to the final four i mean i got him in the elite eight um so i mean it's a it's a button click away from from agreeing with you um they're they're gonna be a popular team as a as a low seed for sure um but definitely definitely one that deserves a little bit of credit um 
Da, da, da. Penn State going to the Final Four. I, I don't know if I can agree on that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, what would even that path be? Texas A&M's not easy. Texas ain't easy. Xavier, maybe Iowa State, Pitt, eh, maybe a little bit easier opponent there. But then they got to get through Houston. I mean, Houston, Texas, Texas A&M at the very least. Not an easy, not an easy go for Penn State, but I'll believe that when I see it. Not buying Oral, I picked him in 21 over OSU. Yeah, I mean, obviously they made a lot of noise um, in that Ohio State win, um, and, and people have definitely, you know, looked at them because they went undefeated in the Summit League. But really, when you break down what the Summit League was this season, as much as I loved that league and loved that conference, um, it just ain't great. It's yeah. I, I don't love the Oral Roberts upset, especially against the Duke team that's been playing well. Duke's too hot right now. 100% agree. Um, Texas A&M, non-con losses to Wofford, Colorado, Murray State messed up their seating for sure. Um, I just, and you're right, that's the 100% the reason they're a seven seed. But I, for what they did in SEC play against the caliber of teams they've played in the SEC, I just think you're putting. Too, I think the I think the committee just put too much weight into some of those non-conference losses. But you're you're 100 right. They didn't look great at non-conference play. Uh, I think A and M could make the Elite Eight. I I mean honestly, if they get it's really the winner of this Texas Texas A and M game for me, who I think could make the Elite Eight there because um, I, I think Xavier's defense is just going to struggle against either of them. Oral Roberts upsetting Purdue. Um, well, I have Purdue not even getting to that point. Um, but I mean Purdue is. The first team that can somehow shut down Zach Eady, get him in foul trouble, um, just take him out of the game, they're going to win. And, and that's just that's just the, the formula for beating Purdue. Now, is that easy to do? Absolutely not. But I don't think Purdue is just going to run through six straight games um, and, and go win the national championship. I think some team's going to slow Eady down, um, and I think Memphis can do it. I think Boral Roberts can beat Duke. They can get to the Elite Eight. Um <clears throat> I I don't disagree, um, but that's not easy. <laughs> Tennessee's not easy. Purdue or Memphis or even FAU, not easy. I don't know. I think Oral Roberts gets too much credit. I just, it's not easy. Stuck on Boise Northwestern. Um, well, I can tell you my opinion because I got Boise in the Sweet 16. Um but that Northwestern team, their defense and how they finished the season gives me a little bit of concern, uh, but certainly a strong team. And as far as Big Ten teams go, um, even though they're the, the one I didn't take, they're not bad. They're not bad. Uh, duh, 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 duh. I like UConn pick, but I can't trust Zags to get that far. Um, <clears throat> Gonzaga's weird, right? Gonzaga didn't perform how well they did earlier in the year right or not earlier in the year how well they did in years past um but offensively they're a very dangerous team for sure i don't know the tag is tough man um and they don't i mean grand canyon they should they should beat grand canyon but that's not an easy opponent um even though Grand Canyon shouldn't even be there from the wag. It should be uh, Utah State or Sam Houston. Uh, TCU's tough. Obviously, if they play UCLA here, that's going to be tough. Um, but who knows? Um, da, da, da. I like UConn. Oh, I already read that. White Boise over UCLA. Um, 
a little bit of bias probably i mean uh, someone called me out on it earlier which he's 100 percent right um the mountain west just struggles in in <laughs> in tournaments i mean they're not a great team um and i listened to my advice a few times but they they do a really good job getting four or five teams in the tournament and then just never make in the second weekend. So maybe from that standpoint, I shouldn't be taking Boise, but I really like what Boise has been able to do on the defensive side of things. The UCLA, um, you know, dealing with the um, um, blanking on his name, um, the injury, the duty tour is Achilles. Jalen Clark dealing with that injury um, certainly uh, affects this UCLA team. I don't know. As far as one and two seeds go, I think UCLA is the weakest. Um, and, and I think I think Arizona exposed some of that. I think the obviously the key for, for Arizona beating UCLA was to get them into foul trouble. And if any team can do that, um, they're going to have a good shot. Um, and I think Boise, just how they play defense, certainly could take some advantage of that. But this whole, really this whole bottom part right here, I'm not super sold on any of it. Um, I'm going to be honest. I knew I was taking UConn to the Final Four <laughs> before I even started filling out the West. Um so this is this is all fun. I mean, I could take, I could see myself switching this to TCU all the way up here. I mean, we we obviously liked that Asheville pick over UCLA. It's an 18 point spread, so I don't know that I'm going to do that, but I'm definitely going to bet on UNC Asheville against UCLA. But I do like McCronin. It's, it's a tough one, man. I just, I'm not super sold on it, but it's one of those spots where you're looking for for potentially a big upset, and um, you know that was the the only real huge one I think we took. Um, Obviously, we did some craziness over here. I got a lot more upsets than I thought I did. <laughs> um, feel like UCLA's experience will get them far. Absolutely, and having a coach like Mick Cronin, who's been to a Final Four before, is certainly you know going to help them. Um, they're not a bad team, and, and certainly being without Clark is is no you know huge deal. But um, it'll be interesting. Why UConn over Kansas? Um, I don't remember what did we even say. The, the main reason i'm gonna be honest the the, the winner of yukon kansas there is the team i would take to the final four um i don't remember the exact let me pull up kansas's stat. notes here again um i think it was just mainly shooting wise right um and, and kind of with how yukon has played i it's a tough one and it's really a toss-up game either way um i don't have a great answer for you <laughs> I'd have to, I'm trying to not contradict what I said earlier, but I don't even remember what I said earlier. Um, I think it was more just more the UConn shooting. Obviously, defensively, they're both very, very strong teams, but I think I just trust the UConn shooting um, a little bit more. And, and as good as Kansas is, um, and, and obviously coming off a national title, winning the Big 12 regular season, um, they've disappointed me in March before. Um, and I think UConn is just kind of in a, in a good spot to, to take advantage of that potentially. Um, but I don't know. It, it's really a toss up and I have future bets on both Kansas and UConn to win the national championship. So, um, either one of them would make me happy winning that game. Um, which speaking of, I have four outstanding future bets. We got UConn, Kansas, um, and then Alabama and Houston. So, that obviously played a little bit of factor into who I chose for the Final Four teams there. Um, but really, I mean, UConn and Houston, I think, have great paths. Expe or, uh, UConn and, or, or, sorry, Houston and Alabama, I think, have great paths to the Final Four, um, especially Alabama. I mean, I, I'll be honest, if Alabama doesn't make the Final Four, I think it's a disappointment of a season for Alabama. I mean, just just how they, they were able to stack this up. Um, 
maybe Arizona would be a potential hard Elite Eight opponent, but man, or even Baylor, Creighton's not going to be easy either, but Bama needs to, Bama needs to make some noise in the tournament. I got Bama, Purdue, Texas, and Gonzaga in the final four, Texas beating Purdue in the national championship. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously we have Purdue going out in the second round, but you know, I'm just a, a Zach Eady hater. <laughs> I, I like him. I just, I just don't like the style of basketball that Purdue plays because of it. Um, uh, but yeah, if, 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 no team can figure out how to shut down Zach Eady. They're just going to keep winning basketball games because that's what they do. Um, have Charleston over San Diego State and Furman over Virginia. I agree on the Furman one, and honestly, I agree on the Charleston one too. Charleston, while they won a lot of games, there isn't a whole lot of juice, you know, behind it. Don't have a ton of, um, you know, great victories. Um, they did beat. Um, I'm trying to look up their actual schedule here. Did beat. Um, Virginia Tech in the Charleston Classic, but who, what even other wins do we have here? Um, I mean, the loss to uh, North Carolina, do have a win over Kent State, um, but no other top 100 teams outside of Virginia Tech, no other tournament teams outside of Kent State. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Charleston, Charleston's definitely going to be a trendy pick, um, but South, South San Diego State. Um, not South Dakota State. San Diego State did run through the Mountain West. I don't know. It would be a good game either way. Um, those The 5-12, 4-13 matchups, that little box on really all of these, I think is just so wide open outside of this one where I obviously have UConn go all the way. Um, and actually this one, I don't I, – I mean, Oral could get the upset, but I'm not taking it. Uh, have uh, uh, why not Providence over Kentucky? Um, I think that's a toss up of a game as well. Um, what did I um, pull that back up? There was a, there was a pretty big reason I didn't love Providence. Um, as much as Kentucky. I think it was mainly just the defense from Providence. I mean, shooting wise, they're good. Um, and more, you know, Providence kind of struggled down the stretch, and, and Providence really struggled um, against some of those better teams. Obviously, you know, a couple of wins, a win over Creighton, um, a win over UConn earlier in the year, even the win over Marquette. But just when they were playing those good teams later on in the season, uh, didn't look nearly as good, and, and really took some luck just to get into the tournament. I think it'll be a good game, uh, but I think just pure talent wise what Kentucky has when they're playing their best basketball is a very, very good team. Obviously they were like the number one team in the country in Ken Palm coming into the season, which means nothing at this point, obviously <laughs> uh, North Carolina was up there as well and didn't even make the tournament. But I think sometimes those preseason rankings can be telling of, of what teams actually have talent wise, just purely talent. Not what we saw on the court throughout the season, but just based on talent. Um, I think coach Cal and I think Kentucky um, have Providence beat there, but um, I think it should be a good game. The, the whole East region, I, I could literally, I mean, I like Marquette going to the, the Final Four. But I think I could literally switch every other game and, and still be happy. Uh, thoughts on McKinney's decision on the bubble? I mean, Nevada's not a tournament team and, and Rutgers is. That's, <laughs> that's about all I have to say on that. I mean, Rutgers is going to give the NIT hell whoever whoever they end up matching up with, which I don't know if that bracket's out yet or not. I saw I saw North Carolina said they weren't going to the NIT, which, come on, you can't. I mean, 
I would have played in the NIT. The NIT is not that bad of a tournament. Um, but nonetheless, Rutgers should have been. Rutgers should have been in the tournament. Other than that, I, I'm going to switch Rutgers in Nevada. I think the bubble, I think they did it out um, or did it right. NIT out. Let's go ahead. Let me pull that up. Um, let's just look at the NIT bracket. <clears throat> Um, do, do, do. why don't you think FAU will beat Memphis? Um, I think it's a toss up. I think FAU Memphis is, um, either way, I think either way you do it there, um, would work. Um, and I think the winner of, um, FAU Memphis will ultimately beat Purdue. I think FAU could beat Purdue, which may be somewhat of a bold take. Maybe that's why I took Memphis, but. I don't like Purdue. <laughs> All right. Um, quickly. Oops. Let's look at this NIT. Look at the NIT here. Um, so, I mean, obviously the other snub would have been, you know, Oklahoma State a little bit. Um, Rutgers playing Hofstra. Um, I mean, yeah, I love Rutgers there. That's a tough matchup. Virginia Tech, Cincinnati in the second round. Um New Mexico's not easy, but they kind of fell off. Seton Hall, I mean, they got... Rutgers has got some tough teams up here, that's for sure. I mean, Seton Hall, even Colorado. Um, I mean, really, all of these teams outside of Hofstra, but even Hofstra's not that bad. Um, not an easy bracket there. Clemson, UAB, Southern Miss, um, Vanderbilt, Yale. Yeah, Clemson's definitely got an, a, a better stretch here. Um, obviously, it's to beat Moorhead. I mean, UAB really choked that conference title game southern miss though is a team i loved betting on all season vanderbilt was dangerous in the sec tournament um michigan toledo i i love that toledo team i wish we could have got kent state and toledo both into the the main tournament somehow on the other side here oklahoma state youngstown um i mean oklahoma state i think i would lean that way washington state north texas alcorn sam houston santa clara um, I mean, Sam Houston, it's going to be dangerous there, but really I think Oklahoma State has a decent path. Oregon, don't get me started on Oregon. Oh, my God, I hate Oregon. <laughs> UC Irvine, Florida, UCF, Wisconsin, Bradley, Liberty, Villanova. Um, I don't know. I mean, I got to break it down a little bit <clears throat> more to, to see what exactly I like all here, but just, you know, quickly each region. I'd probably take Rutgers here. Cincinnati's dangerous, though, but probably Cincinnati Rutgers, whoever would win that second-round game, is who I'd like out of that one. Um, the winner of Michigan-Toledo, I think, makes it all the way to this game. Um, I think they beat either one of those teams, and I think they play Clemson there. Um, I want to take Toledo. I really want to take Toledo there, um, but... Hey, we'll do it. Toledo <laughs> into the, the semifinals for the NIT. I think they can pull some magic. Oklahoma State, I think, by far and away, has the most talented roster here. Sam Houston State's definitely going to give them a run for their money if they meet up in that quarterfinal. But probably Oklahoma State up there. Um, and down here, I mean, Irvine, not a bad team. I can almost tell you, guarantee you now, at some point here in the next few weeks or next few days, whenever um, Sam Houston State and or not, or whenever Oregon and UC Irvine play, which the 14th or 15th that you're coming up. I'm probably going to bet on UC Irvine, um, depending what that spread is. But I, I loved that team. Um, UCF's not bad. Uh, I don't think anyone out of this one wins. I mean, Villanova's not a bad team. I think Rutgers, Oklahoma State in the final. I mean, pretty chalk there, two one seeds. But, um, I mean, shit, we'll just give it to Rutgers because 
I think they they are the most deserving at the moment. Um, all right, back to the back to the main dance. Um, duh, 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 surprise, no Wake or Texas Tech. Um, oh, they declined. Um, yeah, I haven't been. I'm gonna be honest. Obviously, I've been live for the last um, three hours here, so I haven't really seen any of um, the up to date news on any of the stuff. But um, it'll be interesting to see see how the NIT plays out. CBI out. Not that. Um, <laughs> That's as fun. Ooh, we do got a CBI bracket. Um, all right, let's pull this up. Let's just let's just run through the CBI bracket for the hell of it. God damn it. All right, CBI time. Um, Indiana State, South Carolina Upstate. Um, I'll take Indiana State. Cleveland State's dangerous there. Ooh, Southern Utah. Southern Utah, Indiana State in the semi for sure there. That's going to be a dangerous one. Um, ooh, Charlotte out of the bottom one here. <laughs> Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> That's not good for my wallet. <laughs> We're definitely going to bet on that game. Uh, but Charlotte, I like out of here. I think Charlotte makes it to the championship game. Um, I think Indiana State, Southern Utah up here. I think Southern Utah, Indiana State, or not Southern Utah. Southern Utah, Charlotte would be my championship game. I think Southern Utah wins the wins the CBI. Get a WAC school in there. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't break that down too much. And don't know that anyone cares about the CBI and the CIT or the, the basketball classic, I think is what they called that tournament last year. Um, that's no longer, that one's no bracket there. So, all right, a few more questions. Anyone got anything else in the chat? Um, Aaron Estrada at Hofstra could give some problems for sure. I mean, um, I'm gonna be honest, I'm, I don't really fill out a bracket for the NIT, but we'll have plenty of betting action. Um, stuff for the NIT brackets here throughout the weeks obviously no picks for tomorrow um at least in college basketball well none from me to begin with because all i really focus on is college basketball until the season's over but no picks tomorrow obviously but we got games constant from nit cbi first four obviously into the tournament those conference turn or all those tournaments going through the next few weeks so um, we'll have picks for for all of those games really quick for for everyone who's still here i really appreciate you guys showing up um, i appreciate everyone who wasn't spamming in the chat i think we finally got rid of everyone um sorry that i, I probably let that go on a little bit longer than i should um but we made it through we made it to the end here um if you haven't already checked out the website head over to hottipbest.com obviously all the videos from youtube get posted up there every day um and, and and yeah so so you can watch all those there obviously the live stream don't want to create a <laughs> loop there the podcast the computer picks um if you're looking for nba or nhl tomorrow um, or some horse racing stuff all the results all the rankings all the blogs it's all up there click the links down below i spent a hell of a lot of time building this um and i would really appreciate it if you take a look thoughts on my last message uh louisiana over tennessee uh, which is shot in the dark and i also have vcu over st mary's as well um I'm gonna be honest, I went the other way on both of those. I'm not super sold on either one of those games and, and ultimately I have both those teams losing in the next round anyway. Um, Tennessee, Tennessee obviously with the injuries is is gonna be 
you know, a man down, um, and they struggled against Missouri. I just don't know much about this Louisiana team. I, to be honest, um, that was just a blind spot in the Sun Belt. Um, not the Sun Belt. Do they play in the Sun Belt? Yeah, the Sun Belt. Um, they're in the Sun Belt. Yeah, Sun Belt. Um, that was a kind of a blind spot for me this year. I didn't follow them too much. And, and Southern Miss was such a dangerous team in that conference. But I can see that one. I, I don't like VCU. The St. Mary's one is is tough for me to go the other way. Um, Oral Roberts with the upset. Definitely the, <laughs> the trendy pick. Everyone's going to want to find that Oral um, Roberts magic again. But Duke's tough and... And I, and I really like Duke to go far. The whole East is just weird. I mean, I like Marquette, but outside of that, like I said, I could throw around everything. The West, the, the West is just chaos galore. I mean, there's like seven or eight teams that are potential final four teams out of that one. Um, and then I think at the top, the South, I think Bama is kind of in a good spot to dominate that. I think Houston as well. Um, you know, it's got some tough competition in A&M, Texas, Xavier coming out the bottom here, but I think they're in a good spot there. So... Um, yeah, Bailey, Bama, Marquette, Houston, UConn, this, this national championship game, I may flip on, but I, I don't think I will. I think I like UConn. I think UConn wins it all. So, all right, guys, thanks for watching the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I really enjoyed streaming. Um, no idea what exactly my March Madness schedule is going to look like. We'll obviously have videos up for all the picks each day, each game may do a little bit of live streaming as well. Um, if you guys want to jump on here and watch, but, um, thanks for watching, check out the other videos on the channel and I will see you guys next time.